Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd. And with me, I have... My regular co-host, Mr. Rufus T. Peabody, Mr. Elijah Cottonwood. <laughs> what's, going, what's going on, Rich? <laughs> oh, nothing much, Mr. Muhammad. Um, I, you know, it's just, you know, a long fucking weekend of watching WWE, which is something that, like, yo, when you're not watching WWE a ton and it all just comes at you like this, it's just like... Whoa, hold on. There's more than I was I was bargaining for here, but uh, yeah, at least the shows weren't marathons. I'll say that. Yeah, that was. Um, I think that's also the same thing for SummerSlam. Like they have, I guess, after you know going past midnight at WrestleMania 35, they're like at these big four pay per views. We don't need to go five hours anymore. <laughs> Maybe or you know, but. You know, they kind of got themselves in a groove of they're going to go, you know, four hours kind of consistently. Now we're kind of getting out of here. Start at seven, get out at like 1030. I much appreciate it. It, You know, yeah, you don't need to go that long. And, you know, I felt like the show was much better for it. Like, would you have really wanted another 30 minutes of hot action from WWE? No, I was done. Yeah, Uh, yeah. You know, when it it was time, you know, once, uh, you know, Shayna Baszler put the crowd to sleep. Yeah. Not just Bailey. Put everybody to sleep. It was time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we got to talk about the whole weekend, man. Um, yeah, we got a lot to so- talk about today. So, so <laughs> stay tuned, y'all. We got what we got on deck. We got uh, Cornette. You know, we got uh, ACH. We yeah. got um, I mean, something we got, else that we got there too. Talk right? about you know the last week's incredible or incredible Nick and Phoenix match. The, yes. The main event with Moxley, where he, you know, tries to, or actually Moxley and Darby try to kill it, try to kill Darby. It, it's 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 co- cooperation. Them trying to kill this yeah. one guy. Um, 
and then uh, talk about the Thanksgiving Eve show that we have yeah. um, in a couple of days. So, so yeah. mega episode for you guys tonight. Coming at you one day late, so I, we might be dropping head to head with keeping a strong style. So hopefully, we're more interesting than uh, the World Tag League here. Oh, but man. you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wow, wow. All right, so yeah, so uh, let's start at top NXT Takeover. Uh, do you want to talk about? I mean, I overall thoughts real quick and then we'll get go match through match or whatever um i thought it was a good show i I didn't think it was like the best takeover or anything i didn't think it was like the worst one because i've heard both extremes uh really you You heard the best ever extreme yes yes i saw it on twitter from somebody and i was like well i mean I, i guess if you liked it that much but i you know i don't feel like there were any like classics that were there but there were a lot of um you know things i i really liked you know, aside from the mind numbing booking that went on in the women's match, mm-hmm. like I like the match for what they did. Right. Um, I thought Rhea Ripley, <laughs> um, her winning, you know, a two on four and a war games was absolutely ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I think this whole week, because you know, so much of WW of Vince McMahon's sports entertainment got into the no BS of Triple H's NXT. That like there were so many things that were moments before, like moments over, like cohesive storytelling or or cynical storytelling. Whereas like you know, even the even WWE in his best day on the main roster is like, oh, that was really cool, like a Royal Rumble or a Survivor Series, and then like. After whatever cool thing happens, you kind of think you go one second. You're like, wait, what? Like, so there was a, some wait, what on this? Like, you know, you're gonna beat both champions, and then like on the next day, you're gonna put them over. Like, it's you know, it's kind of like, wait, what? Um, you know, and it's I think some of it is like it's a battle of booking how you would normally book versus booking how you know what vince wants to try to get certain people over to try to help you know send them into the wednesday night war and it's like it's a bunch of political stuff that happened or whatever else but, but i mean we'll get to that, we'll get to that on sunday yeah. we'll get on that yeah. to the sunday show but yeah like i um i thought it was a really good show as well i thought it was you know it's it's on par with um any of the you know the high standard takeover is set. It's not one of the best takeovers ever, but uh, but like you know, you have a bunch of matches. You have you know two four plus star matches and two other matches that are you know three and three quarters that kind of thing. So like, what's there to complain about? Um, uh, so yeah, let's just get into it. Uh, yeah, the first ever women's the first ever women's war games. Um, that that started off with the pre-show angle. Um, Mia Yim is found laid out. She's about to get stretchered off or put into or sent off into the emergency medical facility, of course. And um, Dakota Kai is gonna, you know, walks up the step, pretends like or for right now, um, innocently is gonna go with Mia to the hospital. I'm sorry, emergency medical facility. Oh, and she then, was going um, to finish the job, right? <laughs> so Rhea stops her and says, "I you up." And she says, "I don't even have no gear. Make it, make it, make it work. I don't know, you know." Or apparently, know. she was capping because yeah. apparently, not only did she did she have gear, right? She had probably her rawest gear she's ever yes. had. Yes, like it it doesn't like the gym fit shit she's normally wears. Like she's about to go work out. She's she's in some sequined black thing with you know colors all on the side. 
We should have um, known. Yeah, so she, so they all come out and they start off with uh, EO and and Candice. EO comes out. She gets a mega star pop, biggest pop on the uh, biggest pop for any entrance that night aside for Kevin Owens. Um, crowd's chanting EO. She goes straight to the ring because why the fuck would you <laughs> do anything but start with EO and Shirai? Uh, so she uh, Candice comes in with her. And uh, they start going back and forth. Uh, EO does this notable spot where she basically is, gets her Ray Phoenix on first place, second, where she goes from top rope in one ring to the next top rope and hits her uh, her her missile front drop kick. Uh, and then from there, they, uh, I think Bianca comes in, right? Yes. Yeah, Bianca comes in. They get the heat. Then it's time for Rhea to even it up. Rhea does a bunch of cool spots and um, or actually puts in a bunch of um, plunder, right? And it, which is funny because like she kills most of her time, uh, her her segment where she's popping the crowd by putting in more furniture, more plunder, more and more and more. Uh, anyway, you get to the part where um, Kaylee Ray gets in. Then you start getting weapon or uh, weapon spots and whatnot. Big bumps. Um, then the time comes for Dakota to come out. Dakota walks out after getting out of the cage, turns around. And hits her mafia kick on her friend Tegan, then beats the hell out of Tegan with the cage. Takes this her was knee. Fucking excellent. Yes. Uh, you know, starts slamming the door on her on her body, especially on one of her on her one of the bad knees. I can't remember which one it was, because you know, or which one's the most recent one. Um, they got injured, but um, crowd or commentary puts over huge that like you know she may be injuring her, her endangering her career. Um, I think she, she take actually takes off one of the knee braces and leaves hey. with it as a, as a, like a prize. Like this is this is what you took for, you took from me, so I'm taking something from you. Who who has worse knees, Tegan Knox or Brandon Roy? Ooh, RG three, Derrick Rose. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know, we'll see. <clears throat> Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought this turn was awesome. Like in yeah. the, the foreshadowing, like this was like one on one. If you yes. turn somebody heel, this is what you want. I agree. And, um, so I, I disagree with those that said it was you know, or I agree with some people that says it was predictable. But most turns are supposed to be predictable. Like like the things are supposed to line up. You know, there are the shock turns which you never see coming, which are which are great too. But this um, was extremely well done. Yeah, I don't understand the people like I want to be. Ple- I want to see it completely come out of nowhere and make not not a bit of damn sense. Like, all right, no. turn your brain off, then. Yeah, like I'm- <laughs> that's not good storytelling. That's just random nonsense that happens to you. Um, so. I was gonna say yeah so then from there uh you now realize that with uh oh yeah and it's so funny like it's so vicious that like regal the commissioner brings his ass out and has to pull instead of you know all the security regal has to come in and pull dakota off of tegan inside of that cage uh yeah. you know the cage is up on the uh up on like she was about to spark regal too yeah like get off me um you can get this too old man exactly <laughs> so, so um after pulling her off and it twice, was funny because because no one could leave to go help tegan because right. if they left they would forfeit the match right right so then that leaves the baby faces down um two to four or two to three at a time and then shane and then as dakota leaves shane is making his face like thanks appreciate it yeah <laughs> like, just, just caught a lick yeah dude, like look <laughs> 
Why did I don't know how these things just keep happening, but like I keep getting fortunate things happening to me. Like I, you know, I get my head bashed in in a cage match for the title, and then EO just hits me in the head, and I just fall out the ring, <laughs> and I win. Exactly. Right? I keep getting lucky, and then when I don't get lucky, I normally send minions to come handle my situation. I ain't even got to get the minions this time. It's two on four. I I got it made in the shade. Exactly. So Shayna's music hits. She comes out. Um, they wrestling back and forth. Um, there's this uh. Compared to previous years' editions of uh, Takeovers in NXT, they did most a lot of their work in one ring, and then they would move to the other and consolidate the wrestling from one ring and kind of bring it back and forth between the left ring and the right ring. And I think it's a good job because there'll be times where you will watch these uh, Takeover matches, a lot of them, and or sorry, Takeover these War Games matches in previous years, and you would just hear people clearly in the other ring. Because more pressing action happened in one ring, you could hear that like you just missed a, some big spot in the crowd pot for in the other ring. You have no idea what's happening. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought they, that was like learning lessons from previous years, which is like good for them. Um, but we end up at a point where uh, EO ends up climb, climbing the, uh, the top, climbing to the top of the cage. Candice tries to cut her off. Bianca pulls her down. They're fighting um, in the middle of the ring, and then EO climbs up there, and then of course, because you know she's in war games, she's in war games. You know what she's gonna do, right? Exactly. Like, like, like this is why she was literally here, right? Like, in like, I've seen it before. You can look at the match she had um, in Lucha Underground. Like, she's jumped off higher shit before, so it's like <laughs> she, you know, moonsault into the ring, landing on or landing by or into uh, Bianca and Candice. Uh, like it's so funny. EO EO falls, does a spot, like ends up falling, um, like flipping over on her head and turning to the side, and you can see her just the biggest smile on her face as they cut away because she's not supposed to be smiling, she's supposed to be selling. Um, so uh, that kind of takes out everybody else. Uh, Kaylee, oh Kaylee was involved with Rhea. Rhea takes her out with some move I can't remember, but it ends up coming down to um, handcuffs come out after Rich. While we're watching, he keeps suggesting handcuffs, handcuffs, handcuffs. That's the path so, to victory in the war games. Yeah. So before we even got to that point, Shayna had slapped handcuffs onto one of Rhea's um, arms, didn't clamp at anything else, didn't have the chance to. So we get to Moment of Truth, and um, they do a spot that lays out, uh, that, that puts down uh, Rhea, goes for the choke. She gets out the choke, slips out. And while she's able to slip out, she handcuffs herself to Shayna. So now it is the it is now Kazuchika Okada Keith Lee school of risk control. And they proceed to wrestle, and I think it finishes with uh, Rhea ends up hitting a rip tie through a rip-tie. set of tables, right? I think or it was set chairs. up chairs. Set up yeah. chairs. That's right. Set up chairs, and then uh, gets the win. So the baby faces won War Games four to two, or with a two to four disadvantage. And in the process of doing that, Rhea beat, pinned the champion and also won against a team that had three of the four most over acts in the, in the division. Wow. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Look, she, fuck she, it. You're going to make a star, make a star. Yeah. Yeah. This double R is here. And I don't yeah. mean Roman Reigns. The big dog Rhea Ripley is here. <laughs> Correct. Like if you go from, like, I think she beat Charlotte on Friday on SmackDown. Exactly. This match, and then we'll get to Sundays, but like the push. <laughs> this ain't a push, a it's a j- shove. Like, there's a fucking jetpack. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to send Rocket Man, Rocket Woman, but yeah. <laughs> for Elton John. So um, from there, you get the 
We got the number, yep, number one contender match. Uh, Pete Dunne going over uh, Priest and Killian Dane. Yeah. Um, this match is way too fucking long. Yeah. Um, it it should have swapped times with the Balor and Riddle match. Uh, it seems yeah, give, like... Take five minutes from that, give that five more minutes. Exactly. Uh, I would have took exactly five minutes off of this. And it seemed like the crowd really just wanted one guy to win. And yeah. I, I think that kind of like hampered the match from like reaching up because there was no... If it's a triple threat match, like you kind of want to see, I don't know, like two different people that kind of have a chance at winning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I, I, I didn't hate it, but yeah, this wasn't like, you know, I didn't really like go nuts over this match. Yeah. I thought it was a really well wrestled match, except it didn't, it was missing something. Um, and it also got hurt by going so going past his peak by probably about, you know, five to three minutes. So, um, but yeah, the right person ended up winning, um, obviously. And I, I believe that priest, um, priest priest would have been the second guy had they not like fucked off with him that whole year or most of the year when he was like he was just in the in NXT but not being used like mm-hmm. they didn't start really like putting him to use until the Pete Dunne thing like a month or two ago. Correct. Um, so he just so, shows up on Takeover and he's just like, "Oh, you're in there, Pete Dunne," and then right. of course. Like since the company's so bloated, like Killian Dane has to be there too for some ungodly reason, yes. which no one has ever explained. He just showed up one day and he's here, um, being the ugly guy that uh, all the stars beat up. So, yeah. uh, wonderful role, Killian Dane. Yeah, um, but I think I think he I think he wrestled well and wrestled really hard. I think they all wrestled hard. Just you know, just there was something missing to keep it from getting to great. It was very good, just never got to great. Um, yeah, so yeah, you move right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that's it. Um, yeah, so another match. Next match after that, you have you know Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. Um, this was supposed originally supposed to be Gargano versus Balor, but um, neck neck issues happened, and Riddle got moved from Men's War Games to this. And you know, I thought they had a. I thought this turned into a great match. Um, I wish that it had got going a little earlier. Um, and got out the gate a little earlier, but you know, we, we, have, we eventually got there by the end. Yeah. I thought this was just okay. And I think the wrong person won. Uh, apparently this is, you know, because Riddle was put in the substitute duty. So he had to, you know, take a L, but yeah, he took the L that I'm, Johnny was going to take. Right. And I'm looking at this, like I'm, I'm tired of beating Matt Riddle. Uh, I'm tired of them looking at this dude. Like he's, there's, he, he's a superstar and there's like money written all over him. And it seems like someone doesn't get it somewhere. It's either that or the, yeah, I wonder who that could be or, or something like, um, yeah, I, I believe Like, I think I talked about it briefly, like with you, uh, that night. And I'm like, why are they pushing this old guy over Matt Riddle? But I don't know. So I, I, I totally roster. Disagree. Yeah, I, I I totally disagree with this, but um, like Balor, Balor had his time in NXT. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think I think we should be trying to make Matt new stars because like Finn, Finn Balor's already kind of you know he's already been as big for you as he's ever going to be. And well, the idea isn't that to be as big as he ever going to or be that kind of star. Obviously, it's like, look, we've reached a plateau on what we can do with Riddle or with 
Finn Balor on the main roster because we're just not going to try because like we tried that one time and he got hurt and we never forgave him getting hurt. So instead, let's just move since he's plateaued, but he's still somebody that like the crowd respect or the people respect and remember and as a universe former first ever universal champion. Let's put him back in NXT. We can kind of you know have him be happier as opposed to it because he'll be used more and be able to do more things as opposed to like not sitting there not doing shit and just up for smile. And we can go from there, and he's a more established. Star. He immediately comes in as a more established star than anybody on the on the on the uh, on in full sale. So yeah, I see he, it's, he, it's purely strategic. It's good. Yeah, he used to like look a lot more spectacular than he does now, and I I don't, I don't know if it's like just we have more like incredible wrestlers around him now, but I don't uh, know. I mean, I don't know. I think I think the thing is like. This was definitely Russell like this is def to me I felt like this was Russell like go out there and have a great main roster pay-per-view match not a great takeover match. Um so it felt like, you know, that's the reason why like the fir- it t- it got out the gate so slow. Um like it it didn't have the it didn't have the pacing of a normal takeover match where it's like you know, you got 15 minutes. You kind of need to start going after, th- start getting into it with the really good wrestling, like three minutes in. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, um, Matt Riddle two and three on takeover or yeah. two and four on takeovers, and mm-hmm. then he was a healthy scratch off the SummerSlam one. They just had him get beat up in a brawl with yeah. Killian Dane. Um, wasn't gonna say not so. the not the shiniest year for Riddle. Yeah, I mean he's still. What one of the five best wrestlers? In, he still had one of the five best in ring years um, in the company this year. So, but yeah, you're, I thought this was you know he wrestles at this kind of quality, looking like that. You know, from what we see, what he does with the teenagers um, tuning in to watch, you would assume like, all right, let's go. Um, but ha- ain't happened yet. I mean, I'm thinking maybe they're just putting him on the back burner for now because like it's not WrestleMania season yet. Like, and I think about you know. The WrestleMania takeover. I mean, now at this point, the pole position to be the baby face to face Cole would be either Riddle or Keith Lee. Now that Keith Lee just got the you know got a rocket strap this weekend too. When that when when you imagine that would be those would be the two choices right now. I mean, Ciampa's in there too, but Ciampa's you know, gonna, gonna get his title shot during you know then the next takeover or probably yeah. on TV. I yeah, I think they're gonna do they're gonna bring that to takeover. I mean that's a long ass time to wait. Think about it. Like True. February, True. that's that's like fucking five months from now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but not we're, we're, like, five months. Like, yeah, yeah, way yeah, longer like, than a takeover. Yeah. Like that's yeah, it's, yeah, oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> and you know them like they're gonna be like we can use this to go against AEW Dynamite. Correct. Burn it. Burn one. Burn one. Um. So yeah. Um. Yeah, so next match after that, we got the war, the men's war games. Men's war games, yes. Um, whew, there was so much stuff that happened in this freaking match. Um, I can't remember who started the match and all the stuff that happened. It just Roger Strong versus Tommaso Ciampa was the beginning of it. So, yes. okay, um, they were going at it, and uh, I don't like have the the straight recap for it, but dude, I, uh, Roger Strong was getting the uh, shit beat out of him, and then all of a sudden. Um, the odds started getting even, evened up. O'Reilly was in, and O'Reilly, you know, they started all of a sudden beating on Tommaso Chamba's ass. Oh, yes. It I was, believe it was Dijak that was in next. 
Yeah. And, and, and the thing that was fun was like you, you got to see like the the best undisputed tag team in for, Correct. for a little it, bit. It's been a long time since since yeah. we've seen, you know, the the premier combination yeah. uh, of uh Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> and Roger Strong. Yeah. So Dijak gets in and then Dijak somehow gets by, you know, the the spot, the junction where both of the rings meet and O'Reilly's in the middle of it and he throws a forearm shot. O'Reilly bounces off the top rope, comes back. Dijak hits him again. He bounces off the middle rope this time, comes back. Then he hits him another time and he (laughs) O'Reilly bounces off the fucking bottom bottom rope and comes back up. It's like a damn yo-yo. Like, I don't know. I want to know how this dude in every takeover he's in or any big match, he figures out a way to do something that is like comically like some like some Owen Hart type funny hilarious shit Jericho ish like right yeah like dude dudes obviously you know like dude will do anything in a match and then like he's also has that kind of you know that kind of comedic uh brain for it. like he's a genius like and I'd love watching him wrestle um but yeah I've, you know after that you end up getting in um I think. I think uh, after that, you end up getting Fish. Not Fish. Yeah, Fish comes in. Fish, yeah. Yeah, Fish comes in, and he does what he does. Uh, then, <laughs> then, uh, the heels have the advantage. Then Keith Lee comes in, and then Keith Lee more or less starts you know, bowling these dudes over left and right. Then you end up getting uh, Adam Cole in. I think Adam Cole puts the tables in. He, 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 he gets put the, a kind bunch of, of tables in there. Yes, yeah. and end up being his own downfall. He sets up one of them um, to prop it up against the barricade. Uh, he goes to cl- after mo- the, the final one that he, he that he pulls out. He has props up. He goes to get in. Chompa just shoves his dumb ass off off, yes. of the, off of the cage through that one, and then gets out and then brings him in uh, and close the door or, and close the door. Then um, there you go. Yeah, that wrestling. was a weird. That, that was a weird one because then Chompa like left the cage, but like yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the rule. I think you know people are explaining it is like you know you can't leave until you know everybody's in or some shit like that. I don't know. Either yeah. way, whatever. I don't care. Um, so maybe they treat maybe they treat it like baseball with second like getting the second base. You know, it, <laughs> you know it's the you know I've got the word of it. Like just get close. You know, you ain't got to touch it. You just got to get close. Whatever. Um, yeah. It's the spirit of the rule, not the actual letter of the law. So, um, then time for the baby faces reveal for the third person. Um, buzzer goes off. They delay so you, they can get heat because uh, they tease like there was going to be another person or the per- third, the fourth person might not show up. Then after like a minute or 30 seconds, then Kevin Owens comes out. The crowd loses its shit. Uh, he comes out like a, like a bat out of hell. Uh, he does a huge high, uh, a huge hot tag, uh, or if you, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Calvary comes, and then they go from there, and they just start doing all the crazy stuff. There's a there's a Canadian destroyer from Adam Cole to Kevin Owens um, in the middle piece in between the rings. Yes. Um, there's there's uh, there's so much stuff. I mean, anything else comes to your mind of what happened with all the spots they and the it, carnage this- they pulled. This match kind of just ran together for me because, like, at so this point, it, it was so much shit. There were so many people, and you know, Undisputed is all dressed alike and fucking <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like it's a good thing none of the baby faces like look like each other or anything yeah. uh which was you know kind of kind of funny to see uh it, it was it was good to see owens get a uh, nice pop he was wearing his old nxt gear and everything like that but um yeah I, we go straight to the end because like this was well well there's another thing like i think uh dijack gives a, one of them a, a power bomb through a table keith lee does a top rope uh spirit bomb through a table yes. uh to lay out on the speed they're basically picking off all in the speed air guys through tables then all of a sudden like all the tables were got brought in adam cole year after year he, he <laughs> last year at war games he climbed up the ladder. He climbed up the cage and then was on top of the cage while he's known to be terrified of of heights. Then you go to back to the um, the Toronto takeover from Russell or SummerSlam weekend. He goes to the top of that thing for that finish. So there are two tables placed underneath them. They're not stacked. They're side by side. So so there, him and Chomp are both up there. Chomp puts them on his back and then and then they both fall like. You know, fifteen degree angle difference in like Cole, like never d- dies, they, <laughs> like straight up, like and, and he, then Champa, you know, he already, he already working on that trick neck, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, um, they, I, 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 I just want, I just want to know where the safety police like coming for this one also, or, or is that just reserved for you know, other stuff? No, that's normally for you landing your neck. Like directly on your neck, not like you almost land on your neck. Even though it's like you dummies. Like the thing is, like there's inherent that danger. Like in all this. Yeah. Oh, pff, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that so, looked like it uh, hurt. They they accidentally on purpose. They show uh, Britt Baker sitting, you know, uh, hands over mouth, like worried. Um, Morrow mentions that it's Britt Baker. I you know yeah I, that 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 was a whole weird thing yeah I, I, like people were th- chalking up like it was something nefarious and I'm like what's nefarious there like everybody knows that Britt Baker will probably be it to watch that match if he's gonna do some dumb shit like that yeah and, and Triple H's like I, I believe his apology was like apparently he said he he talked to Britt Baker after the show and said he didn't want to put her in any type of situation like that and I for one I, I took him at his word on that I, because I, I'm trying to figure out like what okay if let's say there was all an evil security scheme what was the scheme what was it to, what was what was all of that to get to what was it to do oh my I god guess- we have AEW talent at NXT show I, yeah, just a dry conversation I get, but you know the. But no it, one cares fun- about that shit except for when it's a WWE employee at a another show, though. Incorrect. So apparently, you like so? the the Google Trends, like uh, the first search result that popped up with this show was Britt Baker. No, 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 above. no, by, no, no, no. By care, I mean like the company is mad at gets heat oh, okay, with the yeah. person for being at someone else's show for be shown on camera. Like, right, right. Like normally, how for example, like if someone goes to a show, <laughs> okay, in, maybe company, this is they're always maybe watching this is WWE. Correct. Maybe this is WWE thinking AEW is like them, like and and be like, oh, we can you know fuck with her, we we put the screws to her, but that's not gonna work. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I don't, I don't work. see it. But yeah, that's and, not. And, it. And, and and I I for one I took Triple H at his word when right. he said um you know he was apologizing because. You know, say if it wasn't the case, I was like, that can lead to problems with your own guy. So, exactly. Yeah. 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 I I don't. I mean, maybe, but I doubt. I just doubt it because it's like that juice ain't worth that squeeze. I think it just. 
accident. I, look, you know me. I'll, I'll engage in, in some nice conspiracy <laughs> theories, but I don't think this is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at at the end, as you mentioned, like both war games, like both, you know, ch- people that were set up as challengers uh, before the war games beat both champions, um, pinned them to win both war games. So I thought it was interesting. Um, I thought that um, in one way, if if you are Triple H and you've been trying to convince anyone that it will be willing to listen to you that like nothing's going to change with uh with NXT, you kind of yeah. think like you kind of think like that those finishes are like all right, like that's what you do. That's just what you do. Like we pretend the NXT if if you were to never even watch Survivor Series. Then those are your two. Like we were saying, these people as challengers, they both pin their champions. They both deserve title shots. Tune in on Wednesday, um, or whenever they hit title shots. Uh, now, if you're someone that's thinking like in a different, if if Vince had his way, Vince would probably be like, wait. So what you're telling me is we are going to um, put over both of your NX, both of your your women's and your men's champions on the main roster pay per view. But they're gonna lose the night before, like that seems like something Vince would in back in the day would say hell fuck not to. So, you know, maybe maybe Triple H actually you know has more you know actually has some sway that we you know that I would you know that we all thought like oh yeah sure 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 just matter like we all think it's just a matter of time for things to change and maybe they still do but right now he seems like he still has some say so. Um, yeah, I, I think. I think they're working in service of something else. But. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, you know, there's a, the other part of it is like, you know, why build two stars when you can build four? <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you just move on to transition on to yeah. Survivor Series. Yep, Survivor Series. So, Survivor Series. <laughs> so, um, right after Survivor Series, or after uh, War Games 3, um, they announced the women's um, NXT team, which was Rhea and Io and Bianca and Candice and Tony Storm. Randomly Correct. T- Tony Storm, but Tony Storm. So uh, that's the first match of the card. Uh, there was a pre-show. I didn't watch the pre-show. Do you watch any of the pre-show, Rich? Um, I caught a little bit of it. I believe Leo Rush got a win. Uh, I missed yes. that battle royal they had. Yeah, uh, um, Rudin, R- Rudolph won. And crowds yeah. was furious that Street Profits didn't win, but they didn't know the political thing of we got to get every all three brands yeah. a win on the pre-show. They ain't know. Yeah, um, this this was a night full of political games up and down, yeah. and we're going to yeah. go through so, and count the finishes, yeah. not the ones that are on the scoreboard. We'll talk about those because <laughs> all of those ones should have yeah. asterisks next to them. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the, this is going to be fun. Yeah. So uh, the other pre-show match that we didn't mention was. Um, the three-way between the tag teams, War Raiders end up pinning. I believe they end up that pinning was pretty Fisher good, actually. I, yeah, I would yeah, imagine new- so. It's three great, it's three spectacular tag teams. Yeah, that um, was pretty good. Yeah. I would have probably gave that like three point seven five or four. Oh, okay. Um, well. All right, so yeah. I'm gonna go back and check that one out. But yeah, War Raiders end up winning, which is like good because like they, I mean, they even built them up as, as a dominant tag team and. Um, AOP's on the way, like, they might, you know, AOP setting up for a, you know, heading into a, a TLC, uh, type pay-per-view, 
they can go out there and have classic. You know, ALP is ready to go out there and do something crazy. Um, They're they tired of sitting in that room back there. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. more anything to break out. You know, that room musky and hot, like between them and <laughs> between them and Aleister Black and Mojo Raleigh, presumably still. <sighs> Chief, I got yeah. out. Oh, in the buzzard box. Remember the Good buzzard God. box? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, so let's first, do it. Yeah. First, first match. match. Team NXT Team versus NXT. Yeah. SmackDown so. versus Raw. Right. The 15 person elimination triple threat match. So, yeah, so uh, I'm just going to run down who's on, on the match. Uh, yeah. on, on NXT, I mentioned it's, it's uh, Rhea, EO, Bianca, Candice, and Tony Storm. On Raw, it is the Kabuki Warriors, Charlotte, Natalia, and Sarah Logan on SmackDown. Did you know what brand Sarah Logan was on before she got named? To yes, Team I actually Raw. did. Yeah, because <laughs> I was trying to figure out who the fourth person was for the longest. And I actually mentioned in the thread if you go back, I, I mentioned like Sarah Logan um, or Liv Morgan. So um, on SmackDown, it is Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, uh, Nikki Cross, and Sasha Banks. Boy, <sighs> yeah, that SmackDown team. Bad. I mean, yeah, look, you saw how you saw what Bianca did to him most or two thirds of that team uh, when she debuted. <laughs> she, she beat him up by herself and threw both of them in the trash. She threw she threw Carmella yeah. in the trash. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yes. So um, <clears throat> match starts. I'm trying to think who starts off the match. I can't really remember, but like the match. No, there's no eliminations for a little while. But like there's one point where we get what we always well. Parts of what we Flash, all came for. Flash finishes. We get EO, we get EO in the ring with Kyrie while Carmella's there. They ain't paying no mind to Carmella. Carmella's tags out and tags in Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke's like, pay attention to me. They ignore her and they go out there and they run like four or five spots and it's like, oh yeah, these are like the best wrestlers in this division. <laughs> and then they have quickly broke that up because it can't be because we can't be out here having the great women's wrestling. Um like there was there was a spot where they're running ropes. One's chasing or EO's chasing behind Kyrie. Kyrie basically like nips up off the top ropes, gives her head scissors, spins off the using the using the ropes to spin off. Um Kyrie front flips and sells. Kyrie hits the other ropes and comes for tries to do the sliding D. EO just just sticks a foot out and like kicks her elbow out and is like, if uh, if y'all only had seen this shit the, the four or five times I've seen it before, <laughs> like y'all need to check out Daily Motion. There's more. There, trust me, there's more. There's like 15 minutes more of that kind of action. But anyway, um, they break that up somehow and then you have to go through the finish report because it, after that it got it got real rough aside for a few other things. All right, so I'm just going to go through here. So Bianca Belair eliminated Nikki Cross. Bianca yeah. Belair eliminated Sarah Logan. Yeah, I th- there was at one point, I think Bianca hit a uh, beautiful 450 splash. Yes. Uh, Charlotte eliminated Carmella, who was god-awful. Um, Sasha Banks so, eliminated Kyrie. Just just a, just a heads up. So two times this happened, and it led to the the spot with Asuka, in, in, with Charlotte. Charlotte stole a tag with Asuka. Mm-hmm. Then later stole a second tag, which caused uh, Oscar to turn around and shove her uh, and say, what the fuck is going on? And then she had, by that point in time, she had enough. And then she went out there and she sprayed that man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hit her with the mist. Yeah. Uh, but what? what, what I did. Is, anything, <laughs> is there anything else I'm missing that point, uh, between all no. that with Lacey Evans? Okay. No. Yeah, so so. Uh, then Oscar eliminates uh, Dana Brooke. 
Asuka eliminates herself after misting uh, Charlotte. Yeah, I think uh, I think she had enough after like Kyrie had eliminated. She was like, she was like, fuck this. Yes, <laughs> um, i like, y'all, no way. Um, yeah. Then we got um the Lacey Evans hitting a women's right on Charlotte, which we fucking howled with laughter yeah. because this company was just the booking in this match was just absurd. Yeah. Like um, Charlotte main event at WrestleMania, and oh, now she's we got the other thing, like. Candice and EO in the beginning of the match, oh, like yeah. they just fucking like fake an injury or some yeah, shit. And it was obviously it was fake from the beginning because it's like they when someone's injured in WWE, they don't stop wrestling. So yeah. you know, um, and then like some of them were like, "Yay!" Like bye, like you know, like the passive aggressive like bye type waving bye so, thing, and they both got taken out. And the whole thing with what happened to them. And the whole thing with this is SmackDown throughout the night is are presented as heels, right? Yeah, which is weird. And then they they fall in you know into the disadvantage, and then all of a sudden they have like this massive advantage later on, right? So a nonsensical one too, like yeah. And I mean, we'll talk about the Braun Strowman thing too, but like there was a bunch of stuff in these matches, like huh? Um, but yeah, like they they EO and Candice both get sent off, um, with injuries and. Uh, so they're down. So immediately, the, the, after a few minutes, like the match uh, ends up being, you know, five five to three, and then by the end of it, in reality, <laughs> um, it ends up being one one five. But two of them were off the table that you didn't realize were off the table. But like, yeah, like yeah, that's, that, that's yeah. So, so ends up back to the finishes. Yeah. So. Natalia then eliminates Lacey Evans. Then Natalia and Sasha Banks team up to submit Tony Storm. Sasha Banks then eliminates Bianca Belair. Sasha then turns on Natalia and also eliminates her. Which was so dumb because, like, you fucking idiot. Like, she turned on you the night after SummerSlam to, with the blue hair and all that. Why would you trust this woman? Why would you trust her after two months when she ain't did shit to help you? She, in fact, y'all ain't even communicated since it happened. She's on a different brand. So, Correct. Uh, whatever. I, uh, I guess so, I just I just want my friend Sasha back. My my friend. We had no idea they were ever friends before until so, SummerSlam or not after SummerSlam. Apparently, now Rhea Ripley and Sasha Banks are at the end. You know, squaring off. Yeah. Remember, Rhea Ripley is being presented as a heel, but the whole crowd is cheering for her because you know she's fresh, she's new, she's not. You know, she hasn't, been Banks, she hasn't been, you know, she doesn't have any type of stink on her, right? And Sasha Banks is a person who they've never had any qualms about like protecting. They'll beat her like a drum at, at any given point. And, you know, all of a sudden now the heels come back out to the ring. So EO and Candace are there. And yeah. which doesn't make sense based on later on because, like, why weren't they counted out? No, um, no first off, we don't know if they were ever the if either one of them were legal person when they got sent off with the injury, right? So, but then the thing is, the ref doesn't allow them to get into the ring, which leads me, which would lead one to believe that they were just out there cheating because they were, you know, quote unquote disqualified because they went out with injury. Almost like you know, if you get hurt, if you don't take the free throws, you can't come back to the yeah. game. Like yeah. it's. I but guess, never we're, supposed to, I guess we were it. supposed to think that. So Candace, who is, you know, one of the baby faces, baby faces ever, baby face in this fucking company, uh, runs distraction on the ref so that EO can 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 hit the springboard missile drop kick, um, and then Rhea can take advantage and get the win. 
just ridiculous. And then they pass it off as like uh, Reaver gets pin on Sasha. So then they pass it off like it's this huge thing, like you know, uh, this huge win. I'm like, yo, she had to like cheat to like th- on one three on one over somebody that normally doesn't get protection at all. So this is what we're talking about when we're saying all the political bullshit that's going on. So let's go through these finishes I've written down. So Raw ended up getting three pinfalls on this. Uh and mind you one of those was a tie that Natalia shared with Sasha Banks. Yeah. Uh SmackDown got five eliminations and NXT got three. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. but yet Team NXT wins. So, yeah. um, and we don't know if, I mean, and you got to go through a finish official WWE finish board to figure out, like, if Rhea was, in fact, the sole survivor or if, um, no, the, 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 the survivors were, there were three survivors. Okay. So, so why did they have weirder. to, run, okay. So, why the fuck did they have to run distraction if they're legal people in the match? I mean, no sense. They have no idea. They have no idea. Oh, uh, there you go. The booking right. was just fucking like, this was like <laughs> look parts a lot of them i enjoyed a, a lot of good a lot of parts in this match um but like when obviously like when the crummy wrestlers are in there crummy wrestlers are in there and like i don't think it's a good idea for you to take eo shirai and candice ray off the fucking table when they're two of like the five best wrestlers in that match right um right so you know that's lots of wacky stuff that was happening yeah, yeah, yeah. in this match and it was just like it could have been really good but i i don't think they got there like i i don't even know if i would give them three stars but i, I gave um, it three i gave it three. yeah um, just. but yeah it was just wonky like i i you know at that point you know this is it's just like you know moments not making sense it's, mo- it's moments over making sense so whatever yeah. uh the next match from there you get the uh the the, ma- the mid card three way between yep. aj styles and roddy strong and shinsuke nakamura and this was kind of had the same, some of the same things that I have to say, had to say about the um, NXT TakeOver three-way between Dunn and Dane and Priest, where it's like, well-rustled match, didn't grab anybody to say, pay attention to me at all. They, it was just a, it, it was just a very good triple threat match that dip, that never peaked. Um, yeah, I don't, I, and I wouldn't say. say this match even went too long. It just, it just never peaked. The, the only thing I can say really is that these dudes were working hard and yes. were hitting each other hard. Yes. I can say that. I feel like I haven't seen Nakamura hit someone that hard in like <laughs> fucking four or five years. Like, but, but like, like uh, well, since you know, since he decided to finish on John Cena uh, and that's something that's correct. SmackDown probably. <laughs> correct. Like, and and this match for me, like, I didn't expect this to really be good at all because I I know what Nakamura and AJ are doing, but uh, Roger Strong was like, you know, I'll be damned uh, <laughs> if y'all gonna come out here and, yeah. and fuck me. You, like, you ain't gonna, you, you are not going to, uh, you are not going to uh, tarnish or dirty up the the good name of Roger Strong. Telling you, Roger Roger Strong was like, I will not go back to the trailer park. Like this is not happening. Like you are not getting me canned by Vince McMahon out here. No. Yeah. And uh, AJ Styles does his finish to Nakamura, and then Roger Strong steals, steals the pin. The pin. Yep. So uh, he can only win once AJ did his finish. Hey, that look, Roddy been stealing pins on NXT too. So yeah. I guess that's his, that's just his thing. He just steals pins. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, every three way you've ever seen. Yeah, pretty much. I probably give it what three and a quarter, three and a half. I think I, I think I liked it a little bit more than that. But uh, what would you give it then? I would probably say three point seven five. Okay. All right. 
I'm just I have to go back and rewatch it because I mean that's a point where just like I've watched a lot of wrestling this weekend, so I might just be numb to shit. But yeah. I'm hearing the crowd. I'm watching like it's really good, but the, why does the crowd not give a fuck except for like the very end? Like when they did the, when they did all the basic crowd only care when like they got to the very end where like they traded off like you know like uh like back and forth last punches type thing where and then like Roddy hit that big knee strike on AJ like and that's like the only time the crowd really loved this match. Um, but yeah, I you know. They got a crowd at the very, very end of this match. Um, Speaking so, of that, that would happen again in the next match. So we had an NXT title match. Uh, Adam Cole defending against Pete Dunne. They got 14 minutes to do their thing, and this was awesome. Yep, um, yep, yep. The crowd didn't seem to know the match was was great until about 10 minutes into it. They were staring at them, and <laughs> it felt like they were treating it like the 205 Live division or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, what got the crowd was the um, Dunn run does his do his flip over in the corner and eight or I'm gonna say AJ but uh, Cole just waits for him. He's like, oh, I've seen this before with Ricochet. I'm just gonna wait and I'm gonna kick, super kick your fucking face off while you're upside down in the air. And I called it before it happened, and sure enough, like kick the crowd loses shit because you know I, you know so many people haven't seen that side of, sort of thing, especially on the main roster. It's too dangerous. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've seen Adam, it's like the third time I've seen Adam Cole do this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he uh, takes his fucking head off with a super kick. Uh, then um, I believe there's also a, a Canadian destroyer on the outside on the apron. Um, yeah. There's then like the the biggest spot in my opinion is um, after the I had already got the crowd and like just like let's take this from like a four star level to like get to the four and a half straight to the four and a half is uh, when they <laughs> when. Um, Dunn gets control and then Dunn goes for. Uh, I'm sorry. After that, DD or the Canadian story on the apron, I think Cole. I think he loses his mouthpiece, and you know, you know, every time he ever loses mouthpiece, it's always going to be like a time for him to fire up. Fires up. He's about to hit the. Uh, uh, what's what's Dunn's move? I forgot what his move. Bitter end. The bitter end. He goes for the bitter end, but instead in mid air. Canadian Cole destroyer. turns into a Canadian destroyer, and the crowd loses fucking mind, and I mean, rightfully so, because that shit was that was awesome. Like that was like the best thing since like um, on the main roster, since like AJ turned um, whatever the hell Seth Rollins was doing into a freaking uh, uh, Styles Clash. So, um, yeah, yeah, so there you go. It was um, yeah, it was an awesome match. Uh, after that, Cole ends up. Uh, you know, basically, I think he's with a super kick, and then he's on his knees, goes hits him last with, shot. The, with the last Ow. shot and pins him. Great, incredible match. Like Cole, <laughs> it's funny. Like Cole's been on the main roster for three matches, and he has like two of the ten best matches on the main roster. <laughs> 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 and he's done it in like the last three weeks. Like, yeah, it was weird. I, I was, I was like between like four and a quarter and like four and a half like it was weird i was like i'm in the middle i'm like at four and a third like, <laughs> on like I, yeah so um yeah well yeah, i i thought this was easily the uh the highlight of the show but right. i mean these fucking main roster crowds my god it was it was just getting so bad at this point yeah i mean we're i mean at, you know it, it definitely like shows when you watch the uh that watch dynamite every week or any AEW show that like like imagine if this shit happened on at, in fucking Nashville last week. My God. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I mean. Is like, 
Or if it happened, hell, if it happened on Saturday. Yeah. The cr- I mean, like, there is a there is a hardcore wrestling fan base that is there to watch the wrestling, and if you are a great wrestler, you will get over, regardless of whatever the fuck else. Then there is WWE's main roster crowd, which is there, and there are a bunch of people that are also hardcore fans, but for the most part of them, they are only really moved by star power, and I find that to be awfully tragic because they do nothing but book people to make them not look like stars, so what Correct. the fuck? Right. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that I don't want to go into another rant about the, their broken or or not or purposely made machine to not make people stars. Uh, but uh, what do you want to go from from there? Speaking of uh, you know people not being made stars anymore, Daniel Bryan uh, and oh, the yeah, that's the main event. Um, yeah, main event yeah. WWE yeah. Universal Title match. Uh, Daniel Bryan and the Fiend wrestling under the fucking lights. Uh, so yeah. Dan Bryan has to wrestle for wrestle the fucking clown. I watched this this video package and I was utterly confused about what was going on here. I don't know if Dan Bryan's turned face. I don't know if he's supposed to be reluctant. Uh, like he, sudden, it's a, it's like a slow burn. Him. I think it's a slow burn face turn. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I I, I mean, like I think the whole thing is like they're they're the crowd. Like he's trying to, he's doing a storyline to get the crowd to desperately want him to start doing the yes chant again. And then, like, once that all comes together, then it'll be like, this is the moment when he turned face again. And I think they're building towards it. I don't know when and where and against who, but that, I feel like that's what the direction is right now. I'm definitely terrified since the Miz is involved with this. Like, <laughs> Miz is going to do something evil to him. And they're going to do Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. Like, two and a half years too late and it's gonna be like are you serious his big reward is wrestling the mid 2020 wait oh, this oh, oh, oh. oh so now it's, so now is a bad in 2020 oh, yes it oh, is a bad oh, idea oh, in 2020 oh so now oh so now but you know i thought Miz was so talented he can just get himself over like that jack I mean, he might. You know, you look. You know how this how this shit goes. You know, Miz will melt the mic. That that ain't nothing. But like, we've been there. Like that's that's the only thing. Like we we've done this. Like mm-hmm. I'd like Daniel Bryan to start wrestling like other people, but they never ever ever let Daniel Bryan wrestle like the people that we want him to wrestle. Well, this is what I would ask you right now, given what we know of the layout of SmackDown. Who are you want him to wrestle? Corbin Roman Reigns. Right now, this time of the year. I mean, they they started that direction, and then they were like, "No, we can't." Have well, no, 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 no. Oh, let me phrase give that. me all what y'all want. Well, let me phrase that. I mean, like now that we are like past, have him fight Shinsuke oh, Nakamura. Now that we're past survival, well, that was the direction, but they were like, "Well, do we want to throw Miz to this, or do we want to try to do have a good match?" So let's throw Daniel Bryan to it. Like he's gonna like I think the thing is he's going to go head towards the the Nakamura Zane thing like now, but um. But they they held off on it. I mean, I think they would have. I feel like if we put Miz in the spot that they were going to put him in against um, Bray Wyatt and had added um, it, or Daniel Bryan to the triple threat match, I feel like I feel like you you made the card better by having Daniel Bryan in that match because instead of you having a negative star match, you now have a two and a change match. And instead of having a, you know, and like you lost out on a, you know, on, on a very good match being great, but whatever, right? Like avoid, look, 
after the, after the last like few pay per views, just avoid negative star pay per view matches, please. Just avoid negative star pay per view matches. And I think, good job, they stopped the bleeding. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, this was. So what do you I, think about I the think- match? I think Daniel Bryan is a miracle worker. <laughs> um, the lesson is always, I believe you said, Daniel Bryan better than Seth Rollins at <laughs> literally everything. Um, you know, um, but this wasn't nothing that I'll ever go out of my way to watch again. Same here. I feel I feel like this was them just like fucking with me. And <laughs> I this Bray Wyatt shit is cooked. Um, I. I don't get it. Y'all gonna have to explain this shit to me. Is Bray Wyatt in the mask? Like I don't like what's the appeal? Like I I think that it would be more I feel like they have to humanize him more. Like they're still making him and I think they've humanized him more <laughs> in this match and even like the the Seth matches, right? So that's a still a step in the right direction. But like we need to start to get him to the point where like he's just like the like pre-96 Undertaker like yeah he's a monster but you can lay him down and put his shoulders to the mat and like you can and like he'll get up or whatever else but like you still have a chance to like get him on his back like now it's like you you hit your move and he just like gets back up and laughs in your face then gets back and laughs right yeah it's this did show me that total shock and scared of him the whole time like you gotta drop that the the right person can get cheered against him, mm-hmm. uh, but it just has to be like the right situation. And I think people have to get being in awe of Bray Wyatt and this new character, like get out of that honeymoon period. And once you know someone comes along that people really love, like a Daniel Bryan, um, you know, <clears throat> eventually someone will be able to get all over on this shit. But it's yeah. gonna be like. I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I don't think be Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now, and I believe Rich fan of PW Torch was mentioning this, and then I kind of chimed in with a joke. If Roman Reigns punches the fucking ground and a red light goes off, I'm going to flip backwards out of my chair, I'm howling. Sorry, All right, Roman Reigns is punched to the ground for his taunt or his pose is going to turn off the red light. Yes. Why? Just cause, because that just sounds like something WWE effect. would do. Yes, it uh, sounds like something WWE would do. Be like, look, oh my god, look at Roman Reigns. He's he's. <laughs> I can fucking see it now. Like like that meme that you found with with the Mori shit. That will be me <laughs> falling backward out of the chair if that shit happens. Okay, so I um, yeah, man. Like I stay. Like I I really want Bray Wyatt far far away from Roman Reigns in like. Brock Lesnar, like, nah. <clears throat> like, there are two things I want. Well, I, okay. So this is what I'll say. If it avoids Lesnar versus Roman again, fine. Do Roman versus Bray Wyatt. Outside of that scenario, I never want to see Bray or uh, Brock versus Roman again. Like, that's the only scenario where, or, uh, like, I just, I just. That's the only scenario where it's like, nah. That's the only thing that's like worse than than uh, than Bray and Roman. Uh, so yeah, uh, I mean, I thought it was, I thought they told a good. I thought they told a, a you know, like Daniel Bryan only does, told a easy story to, to follow. He got us. He got a. Uh, he got his run in of um of his his run of, of a whole spot or whatever else, and then he and then they, he caught him on the middle of uh running hot, and he put him out. Whatever. I, I was deflated and depressed watching uh. <laughs> One my one time favorite wrestler like 
having to, to deal with more and more and more horrible creative and horrible opponents from this horrible company. Okay, so let's get to it. Um, men's Survivor Series match. So that is uh, Champa and Keith Lee and Riddle and Volter and uh, oh, uh, Dan- Damian Priest um, versus Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Ricochet. Uh, Let me look at the list. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that's right. Kevin Owens. Yeah, and Kevin Randy Orton. Orton. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I mentioned Randy Orton. And then uh, Team NXT is, is Gable and Corbin and Ali and uh, Roman Reigns and and uh, Strowman. So, boy, start with Walter. Walter gets the most over, uh, gets the biggest crowd chance in the middle of the match as it starts, um, which is surprising. Um you know, you got you got Strowman out there. We got Rollins out there. Who's you know? You have um, Ricochet. You have all Rollins people. dressed dressed like a herb, by the way. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I, I, he was trying to get the Jordan thing going, but it didn't. It didn't connect. It didn't just didn't connect. Um, so starting to match off, and you get um, we were asking like, who's Walter going to chop? So. Um, trying to be McIntyre apparently used to wrestle each other and evolve so they're chopping each other back and forth this is at this point in time it's like it's those two and Strowman's in the ring and it's like this is this is look this is Vince McMahon's <laughs> this is Vince McMahon's dream like this is this is exactly where the big boys play so they're you know they're out here you know chopping the shit at each other being men you know <laughs> yeah. you know cutting you know cutting down trees lumberjack shit so um. Then all of, stuff with their bare hands. Yes. So then, all of a sudden, because Strowman's no the, gloves, Strowman is the real monster. Walter, after having the back and forth chop thing with uh with McIntyre, it's time for Walter to give Strowman one of those chops. Strowman is the monster. He's supposed to know sell it to show you how dangerous he is. Whatever else, Walter hits him hits him with one of them damn chops. He flinched. He was like. He's by the cave, and he's like, "I can't, don't be no bitch, don't be no bitch." <laughs> so he had, to, so he had to, he had to, you know, his, he had to uncave his chest and didn't no sell it. I was like, "Nah, bro, I saw that. I saw, I saw you. Right. I saw that for that that one second. Look, that, that shit he, hurt." Look, he had this look on his face like. I didn't know he, he. I didn't know this dude did that. Like, yeah. why you hit so hard? So, um, so I he knows. Like so the, and then flame on my so, chest right now. Yes. So then, um, so then they go back and forth. Um, Walter gets the advantage and he does his pose, I believe. And then next thing you know, McIntyre comes back to the scene and hits him with the Claymore and pins Walter in like two or three minutes in the match. Crowd, the crowd, uh, the. The building, or sorry, the uh, the apartment that we were in. I don't know who you know the the millions watching or the million watching out out there. Uh, furious. Um, yeah, um, and yeah. WWE is so so predictable with how they do these Survivor Series matches. This is every big man that's been eliminated minutes or seconds into the match that you've ever seen. Remember when Mark Henry turned around and caught the WMD in the first five seconds of the match? This was out uh, of that, that 2014 school. Survivor Series? Yes. Yep. Th- th- this was out of that school 
uh, of <laughs> someone, you know, immediately getting getting took the fuck out like off rip like that. Shinsuke Nakamura getting took the fuck out, uh, you know, last uh, year, 2017. Oh, that was two years ago. Wow. Yeah, 2017. Positive. Oh yeah, because that's the one with uh Strowman. That's the one with Triple H. Right. <laughs> yep. All, yep. Yep. Like all yep. the cool cross matches they they could have done in this, they stayed away from that. Like we didn't get to see Walter and Roman Reigns in there. We didn't get to see uh him, you know, in Ricochet or something like that. We didn't yeah. get to see uh him, you know, we didn't, chop, we, chop we, Corbin's chest off or something did like we get that. Riddle in Ricochet. Briefly, I believe. Briefly. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, did we get Ali in Ricochet? Need a point. Mm, I don't believe so. Mm. Okay. So, um, yeah, just I can go through the. I got the finished report here. Yeah, let's, if, let's just go through it. I mean, the really only the, after that, like the real only uh, storytelling thing going on is like you have uh, Champa eliminating Owens. You have uh, Strowman, or not Strowman, but Corbin being just a sucker throughout the whole thing to his own teammates, especially Ali, which led to Roman eventually snapping and and getting rid of himself. Um, yeah. So, but, but go through go through the yeah. So, so our elimination, we got Drew McIntyre uh, eliminating Walter, so that's Raw getting rid of NXT. We got Kevin Owens getting rid of Chad Gable. Uh, that is Raw getting rid of SmackDown. Yeah, and before that happened, Riddle and Gable were rolling on the ring, and it, and was, it was it was awesome, very fucking good, very good. Uh, and Ciampa eliminates Kevin Owens. Um, then we've got Randy Orton eliminating Damian Priest, who did RKO. nothing in this match. Absolutely nothing. Showed up to take the RKO <laughs> and roll out the ring. Hit the showers. Um, then all of a sudden, uh, Matt Riddle gets a roll-up win on Randy Orton because he couldn't possibly like you know wrestle back and forth with the man and just put him away. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, Orton immediately stands up like no sells and shit and RKO is riddle out of nowhere and Corbin just rolls on top of riddle and gets rid of him. Yep. Fury mm-hmm. blind rage. Um, at this point I was like, this company is clueless. Like, cause this is minutes after the Walter elimination. Yep. This is minutes after, um, you know, as whack as the, the win was. Think of it like uh, this, right? Or just, just a quick session. Think about like this. If you were to pick four guys, that are on the network, but now on the main roster that you think like this person has the talent to have great matches and be able to figure out a way to make him a star. And if, if you had like triple H or anyone else besides this man touching him, but also had the look that or the size that Vince would want. Right. One def- like, is there anybody outside of the four guys be, uh, Walter Dijak, uh, Keith Lee and Riddle. One of those be the top four guys, or somebody else you would put in front of those four. I'm trying to think uh, about who's on NXT because Velveteen's like not as big as everybody thinks he is, but he's black. Uh, he, so yeah. he has that strike against him immediately. Keith Lee yeah. has that strike, but he's 330 pounds. Yeah, he's big. So um, I, I can't really see too many other people that aren't like you know, like a. No, they wouldn't push him. Um, yeah, that, that would be it. Yeah. Because everybody else is like, you know, people that I think can be a superstar. Right. Like, I so, think Angel Garza can be a superstar, right. but, you know. But but they don't know how to push uh, Latin Correct. stars. They, Correct. They've only, right. They haven't, they haven't, <laughs> they haven't pushed a, uh, one successfully since Rey Mysterio. So, um, 
Yeah, so a man who was a star all over the globe uh, yeah. previously. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, a dude that became a star again, like or you know, or has risen again. Uh, so Dijak ain't in the match out of those four I mentioned. So you have uh, Riddle, Lee, and Walter there. They and look how they did two of those guys, right? Correct. So it's like that's disheartening. That's really disheartening. So, um. We can we can continue from there from Riddle getting eliminated. All right, so I was Tommaso Ciampa. I'm just um, marking my 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 list here. So yeah, Ciampa got a Ciampa was the third from last elimination. Yeah, so this is gonna be this is gonna be real interesting. By the time I tell you like the whole uh, thing, so up next, uh, Braun Strowman got counted out of a triple threat match. So how how exactly does that work, James? I don't know because like people are always out the ring, and that's the reason why triple threat like is no count out. And then uh, except for when you need to come up with an excuse to get a monster you want to protect out of getting pinned. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, more more political games that work uh, because we could have easily counted out Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. Right. Um, my question. My question is this: Right. What is Braun Strowman about to do in the next three months that are so that are so important that he can't uh, possibly get pinned in, a, in an elimination match? That were like everybody but like Roman Reigns getting pinned in. Not a motherfucking thing unless he's going to wrestle uh, Bray Wyatt, which would be god awful. And Royal Rumble. Jesus. Ugh. Okay, um, I still think you can. I feel still think that uh, you can. Like, why couldn't they just? Why couldn't they just dogpile him? I'm dead serious. Why couldn't they dogpile him? Get him out. Um, does, does anybody ever look bad for getting dogpiled? I think it because it's illegal. But dogpiling? Yeah. Because, like, like I, don't, I, I think you can't have more than one person pinning some. I, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> well, do this. Put Keith Lee and Roman Reigns in the ring. Have everybody hit their move on them, and have the big dog yeah. in the three hundred and thirty pound dude pin the de- double pin them. Yeah, uh, you get an argument from me. Wouldn't that, um, wouldn't that been uh, wouldn't that been more productive? And no one's gonna be like, well, that dude's a, I mean, obviously it's like. It, if you were so concerned about him being a loser, then you wouldn't have booked him like this the last two years. But like, let's. But the whole thing is like, right. he got hit with a million finishes and got double pinned by two super heavyweights. Yeah. I mean, there. I that's. I mean, what else? I mean, you can you can forgive that, right? <laughs> I, you know I, whatever 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 lame count out that doesn't exist they pulled out their ass whatever um i mean that, that I mean that's just another one that's like oh no, rough stoppage in the hell on the cell like okay all right not not nearly as bad but just it's like okay so y'all just pulled that out of y'all ass to get out of a fit to get out of have someone doing the job all right whatever exactly uh then all of a sudden uh corbin gives a ricochet at the end of days that's another right. uh, another striking elimination uh, for WWE here. Uh, yeah. Why won't they stop with this Baron Corbin shit? It's just I think it's just never ending. Such, I, I think they're trying to build him up as such an asshole that like Roman knocks down, but it's like they tried it before. I thought, right? Yeah, no? uh, I'm just misremembering. So or did apparently they they've only this Roman had to leave. Right, I think he life? had to leave. I think he had to leave. So uh, gotcha. the. 
So I think the deal is he he's wrestled him in a bunch of six mans. Like yes, that's he has. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and they've always kind of like focused on that matchup. Yeah, which yeah. is you know for whatever reason they want to do that for. Yeah. So, um, damn, I'm trying to calculate these up, but it's confusing because they they keep jumping around. Um, so from there, I'll just go through these uh, real quick. We've got uh, Seth Rollins eliminates uh, Mustafa Ali in his hometown of Chicago. Uh, eliminates him. Uh, Roman Reigns eliminates Drew McIntyre. Tommaso Ciampa eliminates Baron Corbin, which got you know a Huge pop. decent. Yeah, but that's also there. with the help of Roman because Roman got uh, had enough of him. And I think I think he, correct. He, he uh, turned on he, him. Yeah, he um he said he had enough because arguing because of what happened with uh, Ali. Then because Ali was taking himself stuff outside, and then he immediately led to Ali getting eliminated. So he's pissed. So he ended up uh, turning on Corbin or fucking Corbin by, uh, I believe it was um, Superman punched in a spear. Yeah, battle of broke up knees. Uh, Seth Rollins eliminated <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> And it was down to Lee, Rollins, and Reigns. So at this point, we're all thinking, oh, and shit. He hadn't done much of nothing in that match. Oh, except for the Strowman, except for the, the Strowman thing before Strowman got not sent out the match. Like, Strowman, God bless him. Uh, he, <laughs> This dude has figured out how to get running over. So he does, you know, and he's been doing that for months Amazing. now. But, like, this is the most over it's ever been where he's going to just run around a ring, give a bunch of people shoulder tackles. So he run, does one run around uh, around uh, the bases, basically. Uh, and at first, first base, he lays out one person. Second base, he flip bumps uh, Ricochet. Or not Ricochet, uh, Ali. Third base, he flip bumps somebody else. Maybe it was a... Uh, uh, I can't remember. He flipped someone else. Then he's like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a run the bases again. And then he, he, he gets all the way around, flip bumps somebody else, flip bumps another person, and he's, and he's down the home stretch to get another, uh, to, to steal another base. And all of a sudden, Keith Lee meets him at, meets him at the summit, at the summit. With, <laughs> with, with, a, with a, with a, with a monstrous, uh, double cross body James Boy spot, which is like. This only like this shit you see in kaiju movies, like Godzilla and Mothra. It just it was just it was. I don't know how like the stadium didn't implode from the impact and the collision, but yeah. you know the the you know the arena's shock absorber or uh you know it, the support system stayed in place. Thank goodness. Um and then but that's pretty much the only thing we really got. I keep fleeing until we got to that moment where it's it's those three. It's Roman Reigns, it's Seth Rollins, and it's Keith Lee. Um and bro and when Keith really Lee good. eliminated Seth Rollins, it felt like we, us as a people, were eliminating Seth Rollins. Oh my god! Like, so we were down to Keith Lee and Roman Reigns, and yes. you know, that's kind of an interesting matchup there. And um, something you know, you they, really, they, something you never really thought about before, really. Right. Or at least I never thought about it before. Like I always thought about right. like, main roster Keith Lee is like him fight Brock. <laughs> like just have a just gigantic huge dudes running at each other throwing each other being men slapping the shit at each other with uh with, with chops and stuff uh yeah so and, and then this last part of the match was really good. excellent yes yeah. really good well not even really good great flat out great next and like you said yeah i'm short yeah him, yeah it was awesome it, it got over huge um there was a spear that got turned into like a pop-up uh spirit bomb kind of yep and yep. uh, Roman Reigns got kind of like popped him, up. He stacked him high yep. on his shoulders for extra yep. leverage. And you thought like it's a wrap, but then he kicked out at like two point nine, and the crowd lost his shit, oh, as they should have. Um, yep. 
then he uh and then at this point josh is like hurry up hurry up hit your next move get him out of here because he's in full mark mode uh so he goes he, he sets him up to uh by the turnbuckles and he's going to go hit a uh a second row uh moonsault like he's shown you he, he can do um in previous episodes like the first episode of the invasion so it's, people already know what's going about to happen roman gets out the way at the last second uh he in he ends up eating air or eating canvas. He gets up, keeps he a spear. One, two, three. Game it's time. Great ending to a match. All right. So now looking at all the finishes um, across, I'll, I'll go through the men's finishes and then I'll uh, tell you that combined number uh, with these. And I guess we can add in the uh, actual victories uh, later on, like uh, like the Roddy and the uh, Shayna Baszler and stuff to, to see if this comes out to even further, uh, you know, for more data here. So uh, the men's Raw ended up with five eliminations. Mm-hmm. SmackDown ended up with four and NXT ended up with four. Hmm. So uh, now combined um, for Raw, for the men's and women's, they had eight eliminations. Mm-hmm. SmackDown had nine eliminations and NXT had seven eliminations. Okay. So that's how they did that there. So like, you know, the jobs were being done. Now I, did, I, I only counted who scored the falls. Obviously, you know, the, the women were left with three in NXT and everyone else got pinned, you know, yeah. uh, and every other team. So, um, except yeah. For Strowman. Yeah. Except for Strowman and Oscar. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like it's just funny. So like everybody in theory almost except for because it was fact it was two on NXT, but like um everybody had like a like a stash, like nah, we 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 preserving that person, like we preserving Oscar, we preserving Strowman, we preserving EO and Candace. Why Candace after the way they treated Candace for like eighty percent of her time in NXT, I don't know, but I'm glad she finally is protected. Maybe that'd be like, look, you know, Johnny ain't here. We would have protected Johnny. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt they would. They would have beat Johnny. They beat Johnny in the yeah. fucking NXT. But you, my point, like you know, maybe it's a make good. He, he would have caught that RKO. Oh my god! They would eliminate him first. <laughs> they would have eliminated him first. Forget, forget. Quick. Uh, look at this Walter. tiny guy. Beat him. Beat him. Yeah. So, uh, kind of interesting on those stats there. So, um, yeah, and I and you, you see those ones had what did they have? They had eight, they had nine, and then all you got to do is add um, Shayna Baszler's win and and Roger Strong's, and that gives them nine. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's pretty even across the board for as much as they wanted to frame it as you know the night of NXT. You know, it, yeah. it was not to be when you when you look uh, a little bit further into the stats. So I always kind of enjoy looking at uh, stuff like this. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, stats. Yeah, so. Yeah. Stats. What's 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 uh? <laughs> Are, were these sanctioned? Are we sure none of these were dark matches or lights shit, out matches? I don't know. Okay. You know, so. you know, <laughs> shit. All WWE matches lights out because none oh, of them shits matter, bitch. Well, um, <laughs> what, what about red lights? Uh, well, that's different. That's different. <laughs> all right, so. Then uh, from there, we end up getting the Universal title match, or not Universal, the WWE World Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Roman, or Roman Reigns. <laughs> Rey Mysterio in a no DQ false count anywhere. Or, or, sorry, it was a, was it a no, was it no holds barred? No holds barred. No holds no barred bar bar bar. match or whatever else. So, yeah, uh, they come down to the ring. 
Ray, you know, bell rings. Ray immediately goes outside and grabs a pipe, and then from there, uh, I think he misses. Then they do, you know, then typical stuff. Rock beats the shit out of him. Then Ray gets, you know, keeps finding ways to get free to try to get to the pipe, and then Brock cuts him off. So then he pummels him more, and then we get to a point where um, it keeps going on and on and on. And then Dominic comes out. He's gonna throw in a towel. Brock can't have it. He takes a towel, pulls him to the ring, and he's about to whoop his ass. So then Ray comes from behind and low blows Brock from behind. Then then Dominic low blows Brock. Then, uh, oh, there's also a spot during this ass beating uh, on Ray where he loses the he goes for the pipe, loses the pipe, and then Brock Germans him and throws him right on top of the fucking pipe. And yes. that looks brutal. Um, so anyway, flash forward uh, during the comeback, um, from the double O blows, they both go for uh, double six one nine, so a twelve thirty eight, I think. Uh, so they uh, hit the twelve thirty eight, and because remember in kayfabe, this is Dominic Guerrero Mysterio or whatever you want to call it. So Dominic goes up to the top rope. He hits a, a very good looking frog splash on Brock. Then Ray hits a frog splash. Then we talk about dog piling, right? Then we yeah. get the dog because it falls. I guess because it's a, yeah a, illegal. Yeah. Well, there's legal. no rules in, in no, the true yeah. threat match. Then so I don't know. Yeah. I, whatever. So you end up getting a dog piling uh, where. Ray pins, Brock, covers Brock, and then Dominic gets on top of Brock for the double pin. Crowd is on his feet, losing his mind, wanting this pin to happen. And I'm, Look, I'm, I, I, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted the pin to happen too. <laughs> I am sitting composed while wearing a Ray Mysterio shirt, knowing that like. If I lose my mind the way I want to lose my mind right now, they gonna clown me because they always talk about the time that Sting. Because they always talk about the time that Sting got that second uh uh Scorpion Deathlock on Seth at uh Night of Champions 2015. Y'all not finna get me again. I know he's not winning. I'm not even going. I'm not even going to invest. I'm not. No, I'm not doing it. But instead, at the house, uh, we we Rich, did it for you, Rich. In full, he gets he gets into the Roy Williams stance. Crouch, I got to have it. Uh, Josh, I think got out of his seat just so wanting to happen. I'm sitting there like y'all trolling me so bad. I hate y'all. Why do I even come here to this thing? Brock kicks out, kick both of them all off of him. Uh, yes. I can't remember what happened, but I think Bro, I swear to God, like, it was it was like immediately over after that. Like he did F five, F five, and pins him. I think he I think he. Uh, he got his heat back on Dominic with a kicker, threw him out the ring or something, and then he hit that Bro, five and pinned him. Yeah, this this was mindless fun. Like this yeah. was just fucking hilarious. I don't know what a like rating this, match. this match would be. I don't even know because it was so yeah. shorted, but like it was awesome. Bro, this like, shit yeah. was like hilarious. Like yeah. it, like this was like a. Like like when he when he did those fucking double six one nines like bro like I was so happy for Ray because imagine that you doing that with your son and like yeah. you know in a big moment and you know and they finally the story, do something with like, you is match with the story because Dominic finally gets something back on him and they'll make him like a total geek bitch because right. I think I had, think I've any treated Dominic on TV since like since the beginning of this year with, even with the like Samoa Joe stuff like he just nothing right. but like a coward it's like he finally like stood up for himself uh, to an extent so. He got. It was cool that like Brock actually. I mean, obviously it was a, it's a low blow, but like it was cool that like Brock sold for Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Like when, yeah. when you think about it like that, like I, I thought this was a ton of fun. It was. Uh, that it match, was. So. It absolutely was. Uh, um, like and then, yeah, yeah. Then, then after that, we get the main event, uh, the women's triple threat match between 
Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler and Bailey. I don't have a recap for this match. Uh, I just it, it was it was just there. It was it a was, match. It was a mountain of mid. Yeah, it was it, just it was a match. Like it was a it was like died. It was like a nine. Uh, I can't say it. It was like a it's like a third or fourth match on no. It was like a third match on Raw. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. Like it just wasn't good. Like slow boring uh i don't i don't know if these three had the the right athleticism uh, it's a lack of athleticism i was thinking that's probably what was missing um you know because we've seen bailey like be like a good worker who doesn't necessarily like have like great matches but she doesn't really have bad ones either right so um becky she's kind of up and down i feel like it like if you put her in there with somebody great they're just fine. And even I, I feel like she's like a veteran enough to figure it out. But like Shayna Baszler doing three ways just isn't like conducive to her skill set. Right. Like, I think the element of it is like, I think the element that's, that's missing is like Shayna wrestles that style. And like, that's out the window when there's two people and one, and you can't like work over someone's limb forever and bully them around until they fire up on you because there's no time for that because there's two people coming at you at all times, unless you just flat out dominate somebody and they're not going to do that. So you're stuck with her having to try to really, really wrestle. And she's never, ever like regardless of the matches with Kyrie that she had or Kyrie or just built or dictated on the, Bully or the babyface over working underneath to overcome the heel or whatever else, like she has never had a back and forth style match with anyone in WWE. It has never, you know, and it's never worked or at least a good one anyway, or really good one. Like it's always been based on storytelling when there's ever been any type of uh, match with her. And it's a three way, like you're gonna have to really, really wrestle. Yeah, this one this one died to death, and I hated to see it. And it was like that was like an unironic hate to see it, but um, <laughs> like it was like, well, what else did they, could they have made event with? I mean, you could have put Brock on last. Yeah. Um, you can't say the you can't say the oh well you know you don't want to hit a go over because Shane is a heel. Yeah, and NXT, you portrayed NXT. You try to portray NXT as heel the whole night. So right there you go. So so this this was, was the match. night. This was the night of, uh, and she submitted Bailey. This is the night of we want we want to beat AEW so bad that that's what this this whole weekend I feel like it was, and they 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 did you know the strong push for NXT, but you know you look a little closer. Roger Strong had to get the win uh, only when AJ Styles did his finish. Rhea Ripley was a heel, but like everyone was cheering her, but she had to have a three on one advantage to beat someone that they never protect uh, right. ever. Um, Shayna Baszler gets the win and promptly, promptly gets destroyed by Becky Lynch so after the match. Back. As a baby so face, Becky, the baby correct. face gets her heat back. Correct. And then Becky Lynch is holding the belt over her head with the scoreboard one for Raw, four for NXT, and two for SmackDown. Yeah. And with Becky, and that's the final shot. And I'm like, this is a perfect metaphor for this company and how nothing matters. Like this person is standing here celebrating after losing and then, like, <laughs> then her team getting totally dusted. Well, and well, one thing I would say is like, that's 
that's bad direction. That's bad direction on Vince and Kevin Dunn for like we're telling two different stories here. We're telling a story of oh well, she lost, but she got a moral victory of like laying out a person that won the match that she was in that she was like highly uh, hyped to try to win. Uh, and then also, oh yeah, and also like her brand is just the worst, just the shits. So um, that's 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 on them, not Becky. In uh, well, you, you take know. a screen cap of that, and then you explain the context, right. and it's like this right. is fucking ridiculous. And that's and that's what I mean. Like that's on that's on Kevin Dunn and, and Vince. They fucked that up. Um, but but yeah, I, I I don't understand the need to immediately get Becky's heat back, um, especially because it's like. I think there's a I think there's a story to tell. I think it's a more compelling story of Becky's just down on the floor and Shayna walks away, and then like you, you know to like they're gonna have to meet again as opposed to like oh well this oh you know the champion for the third brand just like beat you know uh, the two major one of the two majors in a triple threat match and like one of them just got their heat back. So that's that. Yeah. Like, it's like when that's like when Corbin beat that's like uh, I'm sorry when uh, Gail beat Corbin and then like <laughs> Corbin immediately like beat the fuck out of him uh, backstage. It's like exactly. well that's that he's still oh oh that was impressive oh he's actually just really still a geek never mind like, it's the same thing um, yeah. but yeah uh, I thought it was a good show uh, yeah overall, my, it, was a, it was a let me phrase it it was more fun than good but it was it was good and it was damn sure fun. Yeah, I'll say WWE pay-per-views have been so fucking horrible this year that this one looks great compared to that. This might be but, the year. But I would probably say this is like, you know, a 6.5 out of 10, maybe a 7. And, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know what you, like, as, it, as unorganized as WWE has been this year, that's like a minor miracle that that even came off, um, you know, that much. But I it's think also Adam- sad. But it's also sad because, like, this time last year, their TV was like their TV was worse than it is right now, and they were. But even while the TV was even worse than it is right now, they still put on better shows. Like, t- like this wasn't as good as TLC last year. Oh no, not even close. Right, so it's like, bet you know, doing y'all doing a better job, but like even with NXT, like imagine if NXT wasn't on this card, like what do you? Yeah, it would have been really bad. Like. The best matches that is the done title defense. Like you take that out and like now we're just like oh it's just an average ass match. And like I and I mentioned this on um and I tweeted this before you put on before uh, the show even started. I was like, um, if you just bear with me for a second, sure. Um, and like it would just stack with talent left and right. I think James is like loading up the uh you know the tweet that he had, but um yeah like I don't like if you take one or two things off this show. It's dramatically different and yeah yeah i got it now it's like if i told you there was a pro wrestling interview that featured brock versus Rey mysterio aj styles versus roger strong versus shinsuke nakamura war machine versus red dragon versus the new day adam cole versus pete dunn eo shirai oscar Kyrie, sasha banks tony storm charlotte all in the same ring ricochet riddle walter ali keith lee Rollins, Roman, Ciampa, and Owens all in the same ring. You'd absolutely expect it to be one of the greatest pro wrestling shows ever, right? Dot, dot, dot. Stay tuned. So, what was it? No, they just had a good pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't even the best pay-per-view um, w- WWE put on that weekend. With, yeah. with literally a third of the talent. Because yeah. we have one dude needs to get the fuck out the way. Yes. Um, 
And I, I don't think this is a great night for the women's division. Um, oh, like no. The rest struggled in that, that like, main event. You know, what that, you know what that match shows you? It's like, okay. And then you, like, you, you combine that match, that showing that Shayna had with, like, the weekend that EO had. Uh, and then you look at, like, the Google Trends. You're like, what are we doing here? Or you look at like the weekend that that uh, Rhea Ripley had, and you're like, "What are we doing here? Why why do why do we get why do we spend a whole fucking year doing this?" Right. Like you have these people that are more exciting, that are more kind exciting, of more, and more over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, <laughs> you know, like I mean, like man, look, look, look. Maybe they got a plan, James. <sighs> Yikes. So, um, so, you know, but yeah, man, I, I think that'll wrap it up for, for the reviews, but, um, yeah, I, I guess we can go right into, uh, Jim Cornette. Uh, oh, okay. boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So by now you guys all know kind of what happened with it. We're a little bit late, you know, based on when this whole deal came out. It happened last Tuesday. Right. So Jim Cornette made a made a comment to where uh, Trevor Murdoch was in the ring and he said, Trevor Mar- Murdoch is tough enough to uh, strap a bucket of fried chicken to his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Mm hmm. Boy, fucking boy. Uh, my boy Seahawk from PW Torch uh, screen capped that and said he thinks he watched his last NWA show and it took the fuck off on Twitter. Now, you know, Jim Cornette the next day, like, you know, Twitter was ablaze, of course, with you know everyone reacting to this. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of commentary on it. And the next day it came out, Jim Cornette. Cornette had resigned from the NWA. Uh, Cornette then went on his podcast and uh, basically kind of doubled down, kind of apologized in a bad way, but totally missed the point uh, Mm -hmm. of what everything that was uh, going on. Uh, I sent out, you know, a couple tweets uh, on Twitter, pretty much recapping the, uh, the episode and that, I don't know if there's a word for it. Like, I don't know if it went viral, but it took the fuck off. Like every like post, uh, that I put on there with like, you know, well over a hundred, you know, likes on multiple posts. And it was just like, how does Cornette not understand this? And then there, there are those that have, uh, leapt to his defense that are, you know, it's really just, about the famine from 30 years ago. That's yeah. Like, it was like, look, clearly I'm, bullshit. Like, <laughs> Maybe it is. However, like uh, context and time matter, and we're thirty years past that being the context to most people, right? Right. Like, and, and when you and you when you link fried chicken to a black country, it doesn't add up. Dot dot dot. Dumb motherfucker. What do you expect was going to happen? Yeah, and. So, like, uh, for for those of you that that didn't see it on Twitter, that I basically like recapped. I was like, I'm like five minutes in the cornet. He doesn't fucking get it at all. He claims it's the AEW fans who are trying to get him out of here. Which is that funny because we found out that like there's like a twenty to thirty percent crossover between 
AEW Dark, which is like the hardest of the hardcore AEW fans in uh, in their 605 Live show on Tuesdays. Yeah, uh, that are trying to get him out of here. That's such a cop out and trying to turn himself into a victim, which is a classic trope of racist. And that's a wide generalization that he has no actual proof of. In fact, he has like, op- well, now the proof is like, no, that's it's actually the opposite. Like, there are people, there's a gigantic, there, there's a sizable crossover between you guys. Like, you are in a Venn, you're two circles in a, and there's a substantial uh, middle circle for the Venn diagram. And it's to be noted that Jim Cornette does go like especially hard on AEW, like historic to a level that it's is just like it, yeah, it's it's unproductive. It's like yeah, it, it's an it's some type of agenda. So, um, and then you know I was listening more to it. It was like Jim Cornette's dry snitching on the NWA, saying no one noticed, and he's naming people one by one who didn't get it, which further indicted their organization. Um, I'm taking you know, I, every one of you motherfuckers with me. Yes, and, and he had no idea he was even doing it like that, but of course he didn't. they didn't get it, Jim, because there are no people of color in sight uh, that are, that are going to do this. Um, in quote, he says, I didn't meet it in any racist way, for fuck's sake. The people that look at it as, ra- as racist, that must be the only thing on people's minds when it comes to black people and chicken. That's right, y'all. Jim Cornette hunting for the real racists out here. Yes. <sighs> this is just all over. So then his co-host Brian Lass uh, chimed in and he told uh, Cornette he didn't find the joke funny, but then he then pivoted also and he said, I don't care what white people that thought Cornette said was racist. He wants to hear from black people or Africans that were offended. Well, Mr. Brian Last, I have a message for you. So Brian Lass, you go on this show and you try to kind of see where everyone's coming from, but then ultimately you're cozying and sucking up to Cornette because that's your meal ticket and we never would have heard from you or known who the fuck you were otherwise. You want to do all that and then you want to ask to hear from black people or Africans while y'all sat and disregarded uh, you know, black people and how we feel about these things and blamed it on AEW stands and, and you were out there yes manning uh to Jim Cornette after that. Get the entire fuck out of here. Um from there Cornette, you know, he started pretty much uh going. He said the business has been stripped of any semblance of fun. That's right, y'all. Jim Cornette, staunch defender of fun. Like <laughs> the, the same guy that thinks, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy is ruining the business. You know, the same guy that, you know, just can't fathom, uh, you know, you know, the Young Bucks, uh, you know, doing one too many super kicks for his liking. Uh, you know, the the same guy that just has a conniption when Marco Stone is in the ring. Yeah, um, the, yeah, the guy that also like belittles women's wrestling and their advances over the last, uh, you know, since... Cornette was like a gigantic player in the uh, the 90s in the 80s like it's he like he's like I don't understand how that, how that shit draws or they shouldn't put that many women on there or they're not that many that are good is like dude you have no fucking idea um so yeah uh and you know fun would be like being able to see to be able to draw more people because you have like half of the population be able to identify with some of these uh, wrestlers in a way besides just like oh I think this person is attractive but actually like no nah, I can actually see like somebody like pining for a goal of a tile or something like that or, or you know seeing themselves being able to um, uh, or being able to see themselves like 
in the ring represented. Like, that's why there's women's wrestling. Like, because, like, it's half the fucking population that's underserved, and they should also be able to see some of themselves in the ring as opposed to, like, oh, well, we don't think the guys will give a fuck. Like, uh, well, you know, if you do good enough storytelling, guys, like, the women will get over just like the guys will. Right. It's not, and look, look at the proof. Look at WWE now all of a sudden, right? Like, their that worst or second biggest star is a woman. How did that happen? Yeah. So, so further, whatever, like, like you know, fun. Okay. Yeah. Further continuing, uh, he said the cosplay wrestling warriors fan warriors can be happy. I'm not in the NWA. He'll find a way to fill those two days a month. The people who think wrestling should be silly and fun that the, the only people that were trying to do it in a serious way isn't good enough for them. Uh, yeah, like it's funny because like, so I'm guessing I'm sorry, did Jim Corganet confuse like, uh, did he confuse Tennessee for motherfucking St. Louis or something? Uh, I don't get it. Um, I'm sorry, but, didn't, didn't, didn't you know, wasn't it, Law, wasn't it Lawler and, and Annie Kaufman doing that fucking nonsense? <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? And, like, scam, and scamming like he, like he, like he actually pinned Andre and shit. shit. And doing, and, you know, it's so funny because AEW paid homage to Jerry Lawler uh, just this past week with that promo between Scorpio Sky and, um, and Jericho. Correct. And that was goofy as fuck. Exactly. And funny. And uh, fun, and, I thought. And the, whole, the, the whole cosplay wrestling fan warriors, that was Jim's way of saying social justice warriors for anyone unable to read between the lines. Uh, he further went on to say to anyone offended that would as- accept a reasonable apology, I'm sorry. Remember, Jim Cornette doesn't actually see his errors at all. And <laughs> it, it, he, he walked into the dreaded, hey, if you have a problem with it territory, because he clearly doesn't like you know, and that's just not going to fly anymore because we've we've deciphered every single apology that every single person that has done or said something racist, and they all sound the same. It seems like they're reading from the same manual, right? And the thing for me is, like, Jim Cornette is smart enough to know that, like, he fucked up here, and like, so you just apologize and like don't try to turn it into this is like you're a fucking martyr thing like you fucked up fix it right but you don't want to fix it you want to you know say the people that were offended and all the other stuff is like look man like me and you have a have a huge affinity for jim Cornette, but like this is it like yeah <laughs> this, is, this is it it's like I, i'm not gonna like i it's just like, dude. This I, is I, it. And I ended the series of posts saying that, like, to let people know I wasn't just some radical, like, coming out here, like, oh, you know, this, you know, throw a pitchfork up on Cornette because, like, you know, I love AEW. I love, like, the elite guys who he hates. Like, I listen to it because the shit's, like, funny. Like, when he, like, talks about them and, you know, just see how mad he gets, right? And regardless of however mad he gets about it, like, some of the stuff he says about AEW doing shit that's probably not needed. Like, when he, even when he was reviewing, like, Raw, um, as well. Like he has great insights. I mean, his some of the stuff is outdated, and some of the stuff is like, nah, man. Like we pat, we way past that. Like that was that was like criticism for like 15 years ago, or whatever, maybe. But like he still has stuff as far as as far as producing a wrestling show that would make your shows better if you listen to his stuff. But like this is like he one, he's taking it way too far with AEW stuff, and two, like this, and then like the fact that he wants to you know act this way after he fucked up, it's like. All right, man. Wish yeah. you the best, I guess. Yeah, I like 
you know, like we both met like Courtney in 2017, like, yeah. and you know, we were real appreciative of you know all I, the entertainment that he provided. We both took pictures with him. Like, I bought one of his shirts. I still yeah. have it somewhere. Yep, and like I, we both like feel like he's a voice that you know was needed for the crowd. You know, for his history, his entertainment value. But you know, at this point, there's just a trail of shit that he's left. Like just going along the last like year of every time he gets himself in some shit with his words. Well, really, it was. I mean, you know, between like the stuff of burying women's wrestling and like burying Joy and Ryan for like doing the you know outlaw mud show shit he calls because he does the goofy stuff and i'm not a fan of joey ryan either but like that's just not my, my particular cup of tea people like it so whatever it draws for a certain sect of, of the fans and so whatever and like i know he feels like that kind of wrestling will ruin the overall of, uh will have effects on all of wrestling but like clearly not um because you know vince man is out here making a billion fucking dollars or two billion dollars off of two television network marks so um right and also a saudi arabian mark is giving him 40 million dollars a year for two fucking shows or well actually the, the, the about stuff about year. finally get 40 million being my point but yeah it's just the like stuff about justin roberts the stuff about sunny kiss yeah uh, when he's yeah he, he the sunny kiss stuff would just fell out of foul like that shit was disgusting um yeah. uh you know he's like um let's see who what else what other stuff that he uh fuck up with i mean you know this dating back to like the Orange Cassidy uh, burial stuff. Uh, Kenny and Janella, video game wrestler, Kenny Omega wrestling a girl, Kota Bushi wrestling a blow up doll, even though it's in a, the other fucking country, uh, on the other fucking hemisphere. Yeah. Right, right. And it's a comedy uh, promotion, <coughs> whatever. Uh, it's, you know. This shows that Jim Cornette never learns the lesson, no matter who he offends, and he doesn't care to. And if Jim Cornette. For as much as you know of an outlaw and a rebel he is, he says he doesn't give a fuck. Sorry, Jim, the time has come. We no longer give a fuck either. So, um, here's to you. Yeah. So, um, what we got next? Oh, uh, you know, speaking of racism, uh, ACH. Um, ACH, yeah. Yeah, is is out of his contract uh, with WWE, uh, taking indie bookings all over. And looking at it, if you look at the American independent scene, I think he's the biggest star (laughs) 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 there. And he he is going to be the man come Tampa. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to be working everywhere. He's definitely like main eventing like for the culture, right? He's got to. At this yeah, point, yeah, I mean, it would seem, it would seem, yeah, it would seem so. Um, I mean, yeah. Hey, so so have we talked about Melzer in that line and observer from uh, last week or two weeks ago? Yes, we need to. Um, what was the line exactly? He he mentioned something about uh, WWE about this is may, may not be the way for people to cry racism to get out of their deal or whatever. Yeah, everyone that, that, that they line? want to get get to their uh, he said it may be best to part ways with him or else you know this sets a precedent that for anybody that cries racism that can cry racism. Yeah, what the fuck is that? What what? How do you cry racism? Like is that like a Oh well, I want to come. Up, I want to say, I want to say, play the race card, but like I realize that I can't say that, so then I'll say cry racism instead. Is that what that is? It was a horrible look. Uh, I haven't actually reached out to anyone at F4W to discuss it yet, but um, I, I think uh, Dave has to it's a bad look. 
it's a very bad look. And if he does not want to get left behind and get looked at as an old white man publication. Well, um, I mean, look, I, I listen to Observer all the time. And they're same here. And, and you know, right. So like there there are an occasional time or not occasional time, but like there's a time that's with regularity where he hits one of those and you're just like, like, you know, like he still calls people blacks from time to time. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's like, you know, it was funny. He shouldn't have went with that line at all. Right. Not at all. Um, and it's funny because like he talks about, um, he, he was talking about the, over this weekend, he was talking about Cornette and talking about how like he got left behind at the time. And it's like, Dude, I don't think you are as progressive or as uh, whatever you think you are that you are because like I hear you, I listen to you quite often and like, nah, bro, like that ain't it. Um, like I listen to you reporting because like you're because you know you you um you're the person that gets most of the information when it comes to uh you know stuff I care about for the business stuff of WWE and um elsewhere, but um. Yeah, he. Uh, this was bad luck. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not finna give him no excuse. Like, you, like you said that shit. You you dig yourself out that hole, right? Like I. Yeah. I have. I mean, year. I mean, me. And you talked about this for a long time ago. I'm not in the business. I'm not in the business, or uh, publicly or privately, to uh, to try to explain away or cover for for white people's uh, when they fu- step into these things. So like, that's on him. Like he fucked up. He shouldn't have said that shit. So yeah, it's it's on yeah. him to figure that out. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't appreciate the the line, and maybe you know everyone that said ACH, uh, you know, wasn't being professional. He should go about it another way. Well, he got what he wanted. Right. So maybe 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 he had had the vision. Maybe he had the blueprint to how to get this done because he got his goal accomplished. And yeah. he is uh, he he's now doesn't have to work for uh, that company anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have to feel less than human, and also he got his immediate, seemingly unconditional release. Yeah. So, and the thing that the thing that gets me is like they fuck they fuck something up. WWE fucked something up. He has basically let it come to the public that this ain't like nah. I'm against this. People realize, oh yeah, that's all fucked up, and then he did one other thing that one i mean it could have been any other thing but like then it turned into like yeah that's yeah that is bad and then it's like all right we've had enough like damn like he can't have he can't have 15 minutes to be mad he can't, he can't right. have 15 minutes to be mad like every like it's 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 always like you, it has to be a perfect victim it can't just be like all right well people are people something shitty happens to this person and this person is injured where do we go from there to like make that person whole? It's always like, oh well, yeah, you broke your leg, but like, why yeah. was you running so fast? Why'd you yeah. jump from that why, high? Why'd you, yeah. uh, you know, why were you riding your bike that fast? Like, yeah, you shouldn't been jaywalking. It's like, what the? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have been walking. Period. You know, yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah, you know, Jesus. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's um, that's that was that's yeah. just like for me, it's just frustrating. It's like to hear the the backlash to ACH for being upset for dealing with you know <laughs> company racism is like y'all need no more y'all need no more black people because like like all of us know ACH, <laughs> all of us know ACH, correct? And apparently y'all don't know a single one, and maybe it's because like you know <laughs> y'all are the one. I may I don't know I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, and, and it's weird. Very it, weird. 
if if you check the ACH comment sections, like they're just disgusting. He like got away from all of them uh, by he used to have like the official like WWE Twitter account, changed his Twitter name, so like you would have had to like go out That's of your right. way mm-hmm. to essentially end up finding him again. And yeah. these people just you know keep. What, so what is the worst thing ACH did besides call them racist? Uh, so. The other worst thing that well, what muddied the message, and I, I believe I discussed this with you and a few other people. Okay, so, and, and and I said it would it would play out like this because like he, he muddied the message, right? Yeah, because you know you have the you have the you know you have to have the the uh, like your righteousness has to has to like has to shine clearly and pristinely throughout the fucking galaxy. Like, like a star. So this is like what yeah, Kaepernick so. with the with the pig socks is where it's like the third or fourth thing, yeah. but this is what everyone's yeah. gonna latch onto. Did you can you believe he wore pig socks? Oh my god, he's wearing a he's oh my god, he's wearing a Magnum X shirt that has Fidel Castro on it. Yeah, it's yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah. So once he he called Jay Lethal an Uncle Tom, that just like sent like white people into a tailspin, apparently. So Yeah, well, it, yeah, like white people like really hate like black people being called Uncle Tom's like, even more so than what black people do, which is like hilarious to me. It, it's always, it's always so <laughs> weird. It's so fucking weird. I'll never understand. Like, you know how like, you, you know what it's almost a take on? You know how like people, you know how like white people hate like anything being compared to slavery? Anything. Yes. Yeah. And then like black people, like they're fine. Well, with that, it. well, that comes down to them having to, reconcile with their with their their role no no that's just in, that's in this no, 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 I mean, no that's really ultimately comes down to their like white fragility but like but yeah. really but really it's just like the people that were people that are ancestors of those injured by that like and still bear the brunt of like the legacy and systematic uh uh aftermath of slavery we're okay with making the slavery we're okay with the slavery comparisons like and we're frankly like we're a lot better at, at being able to deal with Uncle Tom stuff than y'all are, and I w- would like to know why that is, because <laughs> it's fucking yeah. weird, right? Cause, that, that's, that's... Cause like, because uh, I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, and, and, and that and that was the that was the reaction, like, oh, and then my first thought was, well, maybe he knows something that we all don't know right. about that dude but it's not any of our really place right. to kind of regulate right. that. That's, that's, that's going to have to be right. between them. Right, and that's pretty much in every conversation I had with anyone else, right? That's black and would be that I've discussed that story with. So then, like you hear the Melzer stuff come back, and it's like nobody, he's radioactive. No one wants to touch him, even if he does get out of his contract. It's like, yeah, that's all like these places are ran by white people. Why would he? Why, why they're so close with Jay Lethal? What? Yeah, I, like it's funny because it's like I bet on the right situation, Jay Lethal will hire him. <laughs> right so it's like what what is going on here like it's so weird like i don't i don't understand these i don't understand i just don't i don't get it like just say like y'all don't want to do him because he called because he called out the racism of one company y'all afraid by him being in your company then you're next that's what really is really is going on yeah this it's 
It's just um like I th- and my thing is like I think it'll be good. Just don't print blackface t-shirts. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like that, that seems to be an obvious trigger for him. So like, right. um, like if, if you don't create, create a blackface shirt, yeah. maybe he will be okay for right. you. Maybe. maybe if you treat him like a human, like like you know, like if you if you you treat him with dignity, you know, <laughs> right. he might just be okay. Yeah. You know. Really, really weird. Like, I didn't think because, this because I I watched a Q and A that he did, and what he looked the furthest thing from someone that was out of their mind or like needed to be prayed for, because he's obviously having some type of breakdown that he just couldn't control. That was not ACH at all. He looks like a dude that was like, "Yo, he, you know what, you know what ACH is." He was like, "I'm just not gonna tolerate it under no circumstances." And I'm never yeah. moving off of it. Yeah, like this ain't exactly all only about WWE. This is this is, from what I can tell and from what I've seen. This is like this is a dude that's worn a lot or that's or that's carried a lot on his shoulders in, in regards to this thing. And like this is like the, the this is the, that final straw that broke the camel's back. And like that camel ain't moving shit else from here on out. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's really what this was, especially with this company. It's like oh, I'm done. I'm I, I've had yeah. enough. And when I say yeah. enough, I mean enough. Um, and, and I was thinking about, I was like, well, you can't like if you're WWE, well, you can either sit on this dude, right? Who probably signed this long contract with you and have him be a malcontent or, you know, bring him back into the locker. Like, how do you bring him back to the locker room right. where like it, like it was, it just wasn't going to work. Was it wasn't meant to be and, and good on them for figuring that out, you know, yeah. and, and good on him for, you know, forcing their hand to be like, yo, um, yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. Like yeah. we, we, we don't need to be in business together. Yeah, but you know, I, I think he ends up landing in New Japan of America. That would be mm. my guess. Mm. Okay. So does that mean he gets to do the Tiger Mask thing again, or no? Or do you think he gets to just I, be I think ACH? going as ACH? Mm. Okay. All right. And then he'll obviously like he'll be in for like best Super Juniors stuff in uh, mid or May or the spring or whatever, right? Probably. Or, yeah. Or late. I'm sorry. Early early summer. Sorry. Um, yeah, so, oh, man, I think the thing that covers everything, right? Oh, no, 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 do you want to, uh, oh, quickly, okay, uh, AEW, AEW, uh, last week we saw one of the best matches in AEW history on TV. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, Nick uh, Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, uh, incredible match, uh, I mean, there was so much stuff that I can't possibly remember it a week later after all the wrestling I've seen, but can I add this on to the loser bros versus young bucks, like feud of the year caliber feud they had. (laughs) Sure. Why not? I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was incredible. Um, I mean, where were you, where were you at on it? I I I think I had it at four. I think I had it four and three quarters. Yeah. I, I think, I think it was like at least four and a half. Um, it's somewhere between. Yeah. And, it was just like balls to the wall, just just great wrestling at at every point of the match. Like if you, this is like um, similar to how I felt like about you know the Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero match, where it's like you can show this to someone and be like, yo, this is the style, this is mm-hmm. what is making the people go crazy, and look at the reaction and and look at the the great wrestlers and just the message that this match sent. To neither one of these guys has been focused on on you know national TV, but it hasn't mattered because these guys have become stars in their own right, like everywhere in the world, and they have like you know reputations that precede them. And 
the building was came unglued and you know i was really happy for uh you know ray fans to get that that moment like get his debut there and i was happy for nick jackson too because he doesn't wrestle singles matches like <laughs> like ever like so uh just rolls out of bed and and does that is like yo yeah look if the young buzz don't last forever like we'll have nick like <laughs> so i mean well, we gotta you know, get, well, we gotta get nick a promo first because like mad is yeah mad yeah is the yeah yeah definitely yeah, the yeah nick i really you know we we just need to send nick to the ring play his music <laughs> and and go ahead and ring the bell like that's all we need for nick <laughs> yeah so then um other match we want to uh make note of is uh the main event of that show was so it was Moxley versus Darby Allen, and I thought that like this was, I think this this had to be the best singles TV match that I've ever seen Moxley have. Had to be, bro. Had this be. this is one of the best. Like, and it's funny because I, I rated the other match higher, but I was like, I immediately sent this. I was like, I feel like that was one of the best TV matches I've ever seen uh, with Moxley and Darby. Because like, had that been on like had that been on like a Raw, like yeah, like that. I mean, that thing was like. Obviously, they're not. They want to clear the freaking uh, uh, my, or death rider off the second rope. But like everything besides that, like that's absolutely like one of those matches that you would have seen in um, like early two or like SmackDown Six type shit. That's that's main thing. Like it's like a SmackDown Six type of match, minus wow, that like, one spot. Like it was like just incredible energy. As soon as the match starts, with Darby just diving on the dude and. Him ki- like making Moxley look like a fucking monster, and he's kicking the shit out of Darby Allen. Who, when he hit, he, he hits the mat, a crossbody. Yeah, w- when he hits the mat, it's like when Sasha Banks hits the mat, <laughs> and it, and everyone knows exactly what I mean when yeah. I say that. Yeah, yeah, like, like I was I was saying during the um during the match, and like uh yeah, like this dude like this dude thinks this dude wants to be Mayu Iwatani, and that's not good. <laughs> like Mayu Watani is this slender, tiny woman that does nothing but take neck bumps and and does all types of ridiculous stuff to her neck and lands on her head and all types of stuff and gets up and smiles. Right, like when she landed on her on her neck and head uh, during the Red Belt match in um, a few weeks ago, like she got up and smiled. Like oh, I fucked up. Oh, right, like it's you don't want to copy that. You you don't like that's uh, one of one shit there. Right, you don't want to do that. But this one like had like the drama. It had yeah. like dudes trying to top each other. It had a really big star and Moxley like and a dude that's just he's one hit away. Like and it's like I, I see I see the vision for and I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Darby Allen will be the AEW champion one day. I think I, I think he's he, their I think that he's their Matt or I'm sorry, they're Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and I'm totally like into the into the Darby Allen. So like. Yeah, like this was just a phenomenal, phenomenal open and close to this show. And you know, the cool thing you got in the middle with Jericho and Scorpio Sky, like, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm on, I'm on cloud nine right now uh, with AEW, and this is like, you know, the thing with Jericho and Scorpio Sky. It was like, I've heard people like, yo, this is a five star segment, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't go that far because I didn't. I, I mean, it was it was a little too it was too, too good for my taste for a you know for Jericho like setting up a title contender. But I I liked it. I just thought like yeah, this is goofy. Um, but I did like how they got it back to series at the very end. It's like I've been waiting fifteen years to to do this, and 
Like we gonna see next week. So yeah. Um. So that was good. Um. Yeah. So I mean, just to transition on to next week, like you have that match, and I mean, after what they did, um, in that tag match two weeks ago, like I have no reason to believe because they called that. You can hear him. You can hear Jericho like shouting out spots to him to get to that finish, and it was really good, really damn good. So, um. I, I mean, now with a week to get get it ready, like I think that's going to be a top-notch main, main event match. Yeah, same here. And, like, if there's anyone I can, I you know, trust in a match, it's Chris Jericho, obviously, yeah. and Scorpio Sky has been nothing but a revelation ever since Dynamite has started from week one, I want to say, yeah. or is two. Or, no, week two. When they, week two is yeah. when, they, um, when, he, when Daniels <laughs> got taken out. But, like, week and, one, I think they did a promo saying, like, I'm going to bow out to those guys. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think enough people like him. He's cool. He's um, fresh, and he's a champion right now. So like, you know, Tony Khan told us he had you know a plan to feature like wrestlers of color. All you had to do was wait for it. We saw it. So it's on Scorpio Sky to deliver, which I think he will. So yeah, and um, also like you say that in like you know Lucha Bros. They've been up, they've been killing it. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, or Santana Ortiz has been killing it. Our woman, our most over woman is age is a Japanese petite Japanese woman. Like, yeah, it's there. Like y'all not asking for diversity or people of color. Y'all ask just for black and here's your black, but I didn't mean you're black, like you're black, but like, here's some of your, here's some of that blackness y'all, y'all want. Um, I'm, I'm sure more will be coming along the way, but like, here's that for now. And, you know, we got to focus on these tag team things and like, you know, hopefully the plan is to bring in more and more, uh, you know, more and more people. Yeah. Keep this thing going. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So had that match. You also have, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be a 9 o'clock match. It's going to be um, Jericho. I'm not Jericho, but uh, Omega and Pac. And I think the match is going to be great as well. Like, I think, you know, I think it's funny because, like, I th- I'm really looking forward to the main event title match. But, like, I obviously, like, there's there should be no way that this isn't the best match we're going to get between uh, of the night between Pac and Omega. Like, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Or maybe it's the like, opener and they just say, no, no, t- no commercial breaks. That's what yes. I'm hoping for, kind of. Yeah, like, like, you know, you give them. That eight to uh, eight twenty five, and you know, uh, go ahead and, and push on through, and you know, uh, and get this, uh, you know, get, get this rematch popped off, and yeah. uh, looking forward to it. Like hype, like like yeah. Pac's been a monster, and you know, Kenny's been great on TV. Uh, you know, like at least three matches on Dynamite I can remember that were awesome, like the six man with uh, Hybrid Two. Joey Janela match, the tag match, uh, the tag and match, tag Moxley, match. And, and Moxley and Pack and Hangman and Omega. That was, that was a great right. match too. So um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so looking forward. You have the diamond. You have the diamond ring uh, match as well between MJF yep. and Hangman. I'm I'm assuming that's going to be the nine o'clock match actually. Um, <clears> yeah. So that'll um, we've been to see now. Like yeah. MJF can talk his ass off and all that, but like the bell, this is a you go. great company, and the bell's gonna have to ring. And you're in there with someone that, like, regardless of whatever you feel about the character, that dude can clearly work. So, um, it's it, all right, nigga. The time has come. <laughs> trying to put your money where your mouth is, right? Like, I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world if he can't hold up his bargain in the ring, like to a you know to a um, hangman level. But like, you gotta at least be good. 
Got to yeah. be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, and then I believe there's a. What, what was that? Is Cody going to have a match? Something like that? Yeah. Cody's returning to the ring. He's clear for action. So uh, no? they, they, they haven't they haven't advertised his opponent okay. yet. But I would assume that they'll just they'll give him some lower level guy. Yeah. Watch it be like the librarian. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> watch it be the librarian. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the women's match is, but you know they only get yeah, one, so. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what that is, but yeah. like, um, it looks like. Did you hear the uh, the Kenny Omega interview? Yeah, and I'm still gonna clown him until they until the shit changes. He says he's fighting for change. Well, I'm I'm waiting for the change. I'm waiting to see the change. Be look, be the change you want to see in the world. Put 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 two, put two fucking uh, women's matches on AEW. All right. Uh, so yeah, like and that's another thing. It's like there ain't even gonna be tag team matches on this card, uh, from what I can tell right now so far. Given um, given what we have right now, or maybe there's only be one. We'll see. But like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll now something like, like this show like is being recorded Monday night, so I anticipate some type of announcement coming within the next day or or so. So yeah, okay, yeah. So um. Yeah, that's it for the AEW talk, really. Uh, I've just played a great card on a really good-ass show on Wednesday, and I don't even know what NXT even has announced or whatever else, but, like, you know, they're going to come out with some crazy, to you know, to capitalize off of what would be, you know, potentially a, you know, a numbers boost from the pay-per-view, takeover special, whatever else. So, so yeah, um, that's Wednesday's going to be another, look, another great Wednesday night of professional wrestling, Rich. Yeah. Can't wait. I, I, I think AEW, like, said it up uh, last week decent to like bounce back with a strong show this week yeah. so they they are thinking a step ahead too it looks like so yeah um yeah, so what else we got uh yeah and uh, i mean next like, thing left next is uh starting talk oh yeah well i guess there's only one thing left to do james hit the music <laughs> Okay, so um, I don't know how I'm going to play this or whatever else. Like, I may in this moment put up the starter music that I would normally play that Rich uh, always tells me to play, or this may be Hazuki's theme music that you're hearing. I don't know which we're doing yet. Um, I'm not. I'm, it depends on if I think or me and Rich are going to talk after this and decide on whether or not like this shit's going to be taken down for playing it. So, um, but either way, like I'll put the link uh, to her music in YouTube on, uh, in the in the uh, podcast description if you want to hear it. But uh, yeah. Um, Hazuki is retiring at 22 years old, um, coming to the year-end show um, on Christmas Eve. Um, the, the ripe old age of 22, she's just, yeah. uh, you know, too many miles on the body, just been up and down the road, washed up, and <laughs> but, just can't take the rigors of the business anymore, just <laughs> completely broken down, and uh, past her expiration date, so yeah, get the fuck on. So... This, I found out from um, one of y'all sent me in uh, the a screenshot of the uh, Twitter message on um, on Stardom's English account um, and a thread, and I was completely blindsided by it. Like I'm not necessarily devastated or shocked, but because you know 
Joshi or, or Japanese women's wrestlers, they, they pack it up early. They pack it up inexplicably when you don't even see it coming. It just happens. Um, she's 22, but she's been wrestling. She made her debut in 2014. Um, like she was, she was like during that shoot thing with Yoshiko and, um, and Aki, Yakazawa that Lacey like changed the face of stardom in 2015. She was out there for that, right? Like she's sick. Uh-huh. Uh, if I remember correctly, she's like sitting next to Mayu Watani while all that shit's going on. Um, so yeah, eh, eh, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it, for me, it's, she was, She's one of the things that made me love stardom this year while watching it. Like I never saw her before until this year, but she's been she's an she's a great wrestler. Um, between her you know her high speed matches, all of those things are five seven minute bangers. Um, and by banger, I mean like I showed you, Rich. Like you remember that Starlight Kid match from um, May? Like this is right. freaking incredible. But like. Uh, even if you want to, even if you're thinking, oh, she's a, she's only doing sprints, whatever else, like she has the white belt match with Arissa from this year. That is like, you know, that's one of the five best matches in stardom this year, and it's a four and a half, unquestionable four, four and a half, and like it's a star making performance. Like from the time you get to the end of that match, where like they're both on the top rope, and she basically runs uh, Arissa's head into her knee with a knee lift, and then like flips off of Arissa's corpse. Like back, like monkey flips off her back onto her feet, and then like hits a jumping pump kick to her face, and then hits like a, and then grabs her body and like hits a and pulls her off with a like a neck breaker thing. You're just like, yo, this woman is fucking incredible. Um, yeah, uh, just a great wrestler, and I thought like you know with the rivalry thing between her and Momo as like you know the the two people that. EO picked to start Queen's Quest and they ended up on opposite sides of a faction feud and they've had, I thought they were going to be career rivals for a long time and like that's just off the table um, now so I, I, you know, I thought I was going to see that for the next you know, five years something like that and just a great match of them back and forth and trying to one up each other and eventually, you know Momo, you know, it took over after EO left for WWE, so she has her own faction, and, like, you know, who knows what happens with Kagetsu. Maybe she, and you figure, like, she was number two in command of Odeo Tide. Like, it was going to be, like, they're going to continue, you know, kind of like the beef between EO and um, and Kagetsu. But, like, it's off the table, and I'm kind of sad about it because I, I really thought, like, that was going to be, like, the huge rivalry for, like, the next few years, for the next, like, five years or whatever in stardom. And, and then I makes me think, like, more of, like, damn, like, does this mean, like, we're not going to get, like, uh, you know, seven more years of, like, Starlight Kid and Azumi because they're even younger, right? And they started earlier than those two did. So it's, you know, yeah, it, it, real it's, sad. it's really bitter. Real sad to like, see you so you're wrapping yeah. it up and, like, uh, I've always liked, you know, the match I've seen from her and, you know, anytime there's someone that introduces like a style kind of, you right. know, and, and this is like, you know, I'm not saying she invented the highest piece of, but she was the one that was doing it and like mastering it when I first, you know, came in and started watching. So, yeah. uh, I felt I'm, I'm lucky we got to see her wrestle in person. Um, yeah. you know, That's a good uh, I believe she, she, she wrestled dust, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So. Uh, you know, best wishes to to Hazuki, whatever she pursues, and no, ne- never know, she may come back one day. Yep, so I, I'm f- I'm fully hoping this is some Harissa Hoshiki, Yoko Bito shit, Sakakashimi, Sakakashima, come back, come back, like 
um but yeah um i wish i wish her the best and whatever she wants to do um like she like if you i don't think you ever seen her like when she was young and like you look at her body transformation like this is a woman like busting her ass so Mm -hmm. so yeah and then like i mean we i think we talked about before like think of like people in stardom now that could be plucked by wwe in the future like she was she was one of them high on the list right like it was her and hannah were like i think the two you've originally like immediately named out to me so yeah yeah uh Anyway, so we got to the, the end of uh, Tag League. Um, lots of stories. And it's funny because I was hating this, or I still do hate this uh, tournament that I had to watch. It just was so, <laughs> so substandard to the start, to what I've had to, to the, like, the excellence of the G1, or not G1, the, the Grand Prix. Um, but, yeah, like, they got to the final day, and all of a sudden, they just, like, just dropped storylines out of no angles left and right. Like, um, the, uh, so... Storylines. One of the storylines is uh, Miyagi and Kagetsu were a tag team in um, a block, and they had they were underwhelming. They ended up going two and three. Um, the story throughout their tournament was that there was always be malfunctions at the junction when they tried to cheat. So they would go grab that Odeo type board. They try to hit somebody. Person would duck. They crack the other one over the head, and it would lead to oh. a pinfall. Or then the next time, someone would crack the other person over the head. So. Um, it finally led to frustrations where uh, <laughs> Miyaki on the final night said, I've had about enough of you, Kagetsu. Purposely he cracked over the head, took the L, and got out of there. Um, so there are two-thirds of the trio's champions. Um, and that led to another story, which is that um, the best, the tag team champions... Um, Konami in Jungle, they go and up. You know, it's a six-person block or sixteen block, so there's five matches. The tag champs go one, three, and one. Um, and every time they lost, the Jungle lost. She was the one that took, got pinned. So, um, in the final night, she took the third pin. Um, Momo and Nozomi won. And um, Momo and Azumi, because of Tommy's back, they grabbed the mic and said, we beat the tag team champions. I mean, you would think we would go after the tag champions. But no, we know that Odeo is weak. Weak. Falling apart. Right. They're falling apart at the scenes because of what happened with early in the, in the show between Kagetsu and uh, Miyagi. So we're going to challenge them for the trios uh, titles. So flash forward to um, the very next show after the final show. Uh, Miyagi will not tag in Kagetsu ever. She's only tagging in Natsu. Natsu before the match says, "Just looks, just looks so sad." Right by herself, nobody showed up to cut the promo with her. Right. She said, "But I believe my friend, I believe my teammates will be there." And they showed up and they acted ass. Ultimately, it leads to um Kagetsu getting worn out. She goes for the tag. Miyagi walks out on him. Uh, and they end up getting, and Natsu ends up wearing a pin, wearing an ass whoop forever. She ends up getting pinned. Kagetsu's upset that Natsu wore an ass whooping like that and says, you know what, Miyagi, you're out of Odeotai and I want a match. We're we going to see about this. Um, so, so that sets up a match for Kagetsu and Miyagi, which will kind of get, you know, kind of get Kagetsu's win or like steam back after she's like been doing jobs a lot lately 
for the year end match with Mayu uh, in Cork and Hall. So mm-hmm. they shot all that stuff in like two shows, like <laughs> or like or set it all up and then shot it over two shows. So that was cool. So the Duke Champs are or, or Queen's Quest. So it's it's like. Wow, so like Utami was kind of getting a little belt. She at that point she only had two, so we got to get her back to three. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to make sure she's nice and warm when she yes. goes to sleep. Got to have right. three belts covering yeah. her. Right, you out here looking naked with two. So, Telling you. Um, but backtrack back to the tag league. Um, I mentioned that the tag champs lost, and the storyline is that Jungle keeps losing, and in the last match when they lost, um. Konami's had enough. She's fucking furious. She storms out after after they lose. Um, so we go to the final of the uh, tag tag league. It's Tam and Arissa versus B and Jamie. They have a good ass match. Um, good good ass match. And yeah. like, Stardom is not a you know it's not some tag team factory. Like I'm not a fan of their tag matches. But like when they come when they come to play they come to play. Um, it, it is more or less. They get the heat on Tam early. Um, Marissa comes in for the hot tag, and then from there they just start forearms, clotheslines, kicks, and knees just unleashed between all four of them. And at the end of it, um, they they get Jamie isolated after Jamie like she's going to put away Arissa and uh, Jamie or outside Tam was able to get rid of uh, B. Rolls in the ring at the right time. Her and Arissa hit like double running, double V triggers um, to Jamie. Uh, then Arissa gets up. Uh, Jamie hits her with the uh, the Brazilian kick and then gets the win. Kick the shit out of her too, yep. like with that man. That's the most deadly move. You call with that bitch. You sleep. <laughs> so uh, gets the gets the win. Um, over over the the period of this whole entire run between uh, Tam and Arissa in this tag tournament, they would do passive aggressive to each other. Like Arissa would always set up a hot t- would get heat on would get heat in the match to get set up a hot tag for Tam. I'm sorry, um, Tam would set up a hot tag for Arissa. Arissa would get in, run wild, then immediately tag in Tam. Tam would get furious, so they'd do a double move and then like. Tam would immediately like uh, kick her in the gut and then soup and then body slam her on top of the laid out opponent, and then like they would do stuff like that back and forth, um, and then they finally got to the final and they fought like a team. Um, or sorry, the the final match, the first match of the final night, they fought like a team and they were like, let's you know, let's follow our dream, our dreams, and so they end up winning. Uh, Tam grabs the the trophy and hides the trophy and, and plays keep away the trophy from Marissa. Uh, she grabs the mic. She grabs two mics like she's gonna hand one to Tam and then and she sticks it out, pulls it away and says and then screams into both mics, "I won!" <laughs> <laughs> Full on future, I won. So yes. uh, then from there, uh, she says, "You know, um, I never told you the reason why I." I chose to partner up with you um last month but the reason why is because i want to learn your weaknesses because I've, as i've always stated like i'm coming for that fucking white belt but um i realized that we can that we that we our dreams align and we can go forward and let's win these tag these tag belts and arissa respects it or respects because she's an airhead so <laughs> um then out come jungle and konami because they're going to face them 
Konami comes in and grabs a mic and says, I want this match as soon as possible. Almost like, I'm furious. If this shit blows up, it's going to blow up now because I'm I'm 38 hot. I'm tired of fucking losing because of Jungle. Um, Jungle says, you know, I'm, I'm upon my fifth year as a wrestler. My fifth anniversary just passed. And um, my ambitions is is this are these tag titles. And I don't want to lose these tag titles. And I don't want to lose uh, Konami. So whatever let's 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 get to the match so shit, shit is emotional and stardom right now right lots of angles lots of angles um so more angles than our like more angles in like this tag tournament than like maybe the rest of the rest of the year about pretty much so anyway we get to um two night two shows later they main event match and you know like throughout I understand they went one, three, and one in their tag teams, but like they're an awesome tag team, Jungle and Konami. Like they, I don't think they had a single under. I, th- I don't think the worst match they had was like three and a half the whole tournament. Anyway, yeah, this match was fire. Yeah, so they, they, they're just killing it. Just all four people, just, <laughs> just big just, moves, so slams, kicks, like yeah, submissions. Like yes, like uh, so I can't. It's, 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 it's too much fast good wrestling to even account for but basically um the story mostly is because at the year end show it's going to be Konami versus Arisa um so they face off at the beginning of the match and then basically Tam just grabs Arisa and says get the fuck out of the way I'm re- I'm starting this match um <laughs> which is which is fun it's on brand for for Tam because Tam always tends to start tag matches in um, pulls her to the ground and is right. like damn Right, so her and Jungle go at it. They have a test of strength. Jungle overpowers her because she's a power wrestler and Tam's not. Um, and then it just then, then basically is like, I mean, they're basically isolating Tam um, forever. Um, they're playing keep it away from with uh, with with Tam, and Tam can never get can at the end of the match anyway, and Tam can never tag out, and eventually end up beating Tam with uh, I can't remember. But like at one point there was um Jungle was going had a power bomb had her up in power bomb position. Konami gets the top rope, hits a missile drop kick, and missile drop kick basically sends her crashing into the power bomb, and that was awesome. Uh that I think the second two a couple times they've done that before, but like it's just mm-hmm. really just really great wrestling. Um so ultimately um Konami gets the victory. Oh, there's also a spot early in the match where um Jungle Double power, bar, uh, double clotheslines. Both the uh, Tam and Arisa over the top rope to the floor. Then Konami comes running in with a double baseball slide that sends them, that lays them out on the floor. Then gets outside and holds them both up, props them up so that Jungle can do a uh, a springboard plancha onto them. But Tam and Arisa move and they just lay out uh, Konami. And I was like these, the, and that was the beginning of the match. And then they go from there. There's so much great stuff in this match. So. Um, at the end, um, like I said, Tam is getting isolated forever, forever, forever. Um, Konami's trying to slap on her, uh, the, the freaking Lancer. triangle Lancer. And then after trying two or three times, the third time, second, second or third time, she finally slaps it on and, and makes Tam tap out. But sorry about that. Uh, um, while this, the third time she goes for it, uh, Tam escapes, hits her with her uh, her tiger suplex bridge pin for the, uh, for near fall, kicks out, goes for it again, but this time as she's going for it, she escapes and basically sh- gets behind her and shoves um, 
Tam right into Jungle, and Jungle cracks her with a huge forearm that busts uh, Tam's mouth, and blood's coming out. Then she slaps. Then Konami slaps on the uh, Triangle Lancer, gets the win. Uh, so tag champ, tag leader, or tag league winners failed, but a great ass match. Put over the tag champs. Tag champs grabbed the mic and said, "See our, you know, the the we played y'all like we uh we were pretending like we were at odds and make y'all think that like we were going to fray, but we're business associates and we're going to sit together." Um, and then oh, that reminds me of what was like that 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 bully Ray like I'm actually the leader. <laughs> You know, I was let I was just letting them whip my ass for months. Right, but it wasn't nothing that I think yeah. it's just I think it's just nonsense, but whatever. Uh so but it wasn't nearly as bad as Ace and Ace where you can get your ass with forever and then you turn out it was me. No I'm the leader. Right. But uh what? but she's yeah. but she says like I have ambitions for next year and that's to take these titles worldwide and like so she's like stay 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 tuned for that. Um and then that more or less uh so then Konami gets on the mic and says Look at that stupid look on your face. You look tragic, uh, Arissa. And you're like, I can't wait to see that face come at the year at the uh, next Corican show uh, when I take your fucking white belt. And then um, Arissa wants to like bow up to her and, and stun on her by putting the belt to her face. And then Konami does some shit I, I was I thought was out of character. She puts her face up against the belt and then licks the belt and freaks out uh, Arissa. And then like they get the fuck out of there because <laughs> freak, they freaked them out. Uh, and then they did the sign off and that was in the show. Look, I thought how Hiromu Takahashi of her. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But like that's, that's Hiromu. Hiromu will lick a belt quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, but um, but yeah, like this tournament, I have to go through it. But like you go through um. So many of these shows were like one or two three star matches. It was a struggle, and then, like, the last show. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but like the last show was finally like a good ass show. Like this was the best. I think this was the best non Corican Hall show in Stardom this year. Uh, the Tag League Final show. So, um, especially once you include the angles, but like just the match quality, it was, it was on point. And then you get the two main events or whatever, like the rest of them, the rest of the cards haven't came out yet, but, um, just, I had to see these main events. Cause I was like the tag league f- final show was so good. I was like, I'm just going to break. I'm not even going to wait. I'm just going to watch this shit. So, um, <laughs> but what were you, what were your thoughts on some of these matches? Like, do you have ratings for any of these in your head? Um, like, oh, I, I was, great. I was thinking that, um, that match with Tam and Arissa against Konami and Jungle was at least four and a quarter. Um, wow. Okay, I think I had it four flat, but okay. I like the uh, the uh, Jamie. I thought it was a little short though for some reason. Uh, the Jamie and B match uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, thought that that was okay, but I I would have probably went like maybe like three and a half on that one. Okay. Um, and the it was Momo and Azumi against Jungle. Jungle. Yes. That was, I think that was my favorite one. Okay. And yeah. and Azumi was like fucking lightning fast. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Um. Like I like I love the fact that like in that match, Momo was, was great too in that match. Yes. Yes. Uh. But I really liked what what the psychology in that match was so on point because like. Jungle, you know, she 
I'm surprised she's even back wrestling after she got her after she hurt her shoulder like that at the end of uh, the of the Grand Prix. She's been wrestling with all that tape on her shoulder, and like, <laughs> assume she's like, I'm just gonna work over her fucking shoulder. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna work her shoulder, and then like, got all these, you know, like, I got I got that wacky I got that wacky tilt a whirl like you know arm bar thing. Like, why don't I use that on her? And like, Jungle selling like his bloody murder. It's, it was so good. Like, it's so good. Um, yep. But yeah, like. I mean, Ah man, wish I got some of that kind of women's wrestling on the main roster. But yeah, um, really good stuff. Um, but yeah, like right now, in the future, um, Cork and Hall show. I mean, you have the Miyagi and Andre uh, and um, Kagetsu match, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be great. Um, and then yeah, it sets up for the year end show on um, Christmas Eve, which is white belt match between Konami and. Arissa and the Red Bull match between Mayu and Kigetsu, which like I think I think that's gonna be the best match of starting this year. I just hope they get it up before like before the the year ends, like because I, I can't wait to like watch that thing and be like, oh I know won't I'm gonna put on my top matches of the year. <laughs> <laughs> like, this match is gonna be incredible. Just, just slide that bitch in at the end. Have you seen their have you seen their match at uh Wrestle Kingdom that went to a draw? Wrestle Kingdom that went to a draw? No. Wrestle Kingdom two. No. Yeah, okay, it was, it's on the network, or it's on Stardom World, uh, like, dude, like, that is, like, you know how I talk about, uh, I talk about, like, you, you gotta watch these, like, old 2015, 2016 matches between, like, EO and Mayu mm-hmm. and, and Mike, Miko Satomura, whatever, like, it was only 15 minutes, but, like, that level of work is there, it's like, they're, mm-hmm. they're just, they're just a level beyond, <laughs> just, like, the match beyond? Oh wow! Yeah, it's, yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. But yeah, um, I, that's not all I got. So I think that's in the, the show. Anything else you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so like, we uh, last week we did the three or uh, the five year social suplex uh, podcast. So yeah. if you guys haven't checked that out, go ahead and give that a listen. Just a little bit of background about like you know how this whole show. If you jumped on you know later see like where it came from and stuff like that and we're celebrating like well we were celebrating like it was like in september our seventh year on air and uh it's james's birthday in a couple days so uh just want to wish james a happy birthday here thank you for being my friend thank you for doing this show (laughs) with me thank you for being a friend friend. (laughs) oh real shit but um yeah, and uh, you know, check that show out, and you know, see see kind of where this whole thing kind of. I, I think we did a fairly good job of you know fitting as much into three hours as we could. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but um, yeah. Besides that, uh, try not to be racist, everybody. Uh, oh, you know, we totally forgot to mention. Remember what? the whole the whole fucking Tony Khan and uh, Randy Orton and oh, oh yeah. my and, and we, Saudi. We didn't mention, we didn't, yeah. we didn't mention Moro Nalo either. Moro Nalo, Moro Nalo and yeah. And you want to talk about it real quick? Oh my god! I mean, that's up to uh, you. I mean, I Corey think we did this in five minutes. In five minutes. Corey Graves is a shithead. If you're out here defending <laughs> Corey Graves on Twitter, stick your head in your own ass. Like it, 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 it's so. It's so ridiculous. Um, like you know, a dude clearly has issues, and you fuck with him anyway. Not so, even that. Not even that. Triple H, like last week, was like, people need to stop complaining on people in the work for WWE talent. You stop complaining on Twitter. If you got a problem? Bring it to us. Corey Graves, a fucking announcer, immediately like does not do that. He wants yeah. to. He wants to be do petty, ag- passive aggressive shit to another announcer, which is like, what is? 
And then there's another person that's a colleague. Like, they used to do NXT takeovers and shows together. Like, what? Yeah, this is just so weird. Like, the... The yeah. uh, and, and then you know there are certain there are certain people that like to get on more Ronaldo because he has one too many rap references and you know his commentary. There, you know, are people that resent him for being the NXT announcer. Oh, know? that's yeah, yeah, that's, and, that definitely don't help him. And it's like, come on, man! Like, try to be empathetic. To, to other humans if you can yeah. um, and I feel like you know there's so much we don't know about like mental health still but there is a lot we do know uh, right. a lot more than we used to you know it's not just someone's crazy or it, or they have a problem and they should be like looked at like a leper or something like that's not how this should go anymore like I feel like we've you know I feel like the knowledge is out there for you to learn uh, how to <laughs> <laughs> to not be an uh, asshole. yeah how to not be a, uh, an asshole or a shithead to somebody and um i just i just think thought we would be you know people would be a little bit better about this stuff but apparently you know yeah. it's not to be the case yeah i mean the thing is like especially the thing with like Corey graves is so much of a gimmick that it's like he thought he probably thought this was getting heat and then think about the other stuff and then like just blow up in his face and it's like well you want you want to be a character? Well, yeah. you're getting you're getting your heat. Congratulations. Whatever. Yeah. You, whatever. Um, yeah. So then, uh, what was uh, Tony Khan and Randy Orton and uh, Charlotte and Brandy, Kylie? I mean, Kylie Ray. We can talk about. I mean, uh, a loaded week, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was. Let's uh, go. yeah. So I mean, okay, so. Randy Orton got exposed, or Randy Orton got a went out there to make these jokes. Uh, after seeing, well, one, I don't think Tony Khan should even have said anything, but whatever. I mean, like, or responded in that way because, like, the way the joke is that, like, oh, the, some of your talent was held hostage. Ha ha ha. Like, I don't think that was really necessarily. Good. I don't think it's necessarily a good look, especially because, like, you're probably going to hire some of these people in the in the future. So whatever. Uh, so then Randy Orton pulls up this article that. You know that about corruption with um, Tony's dad. Um, Tony responds that these things have been handled uh, and nothing came of it. Um, but let's talk about the fact that like you were out here saying the N word on Twitch weeks ago, <laughs> and then like you tried to use me for leverage, or you did, or whatever else after you signed your deal. Um, so he should have told him you should be thanking me. Right. So he yeah. So yeah, he should get to thank you like Jericho. So yes. then uh, Jericho. We ain't heard a peep from Randy Orton since then. Uh, Correct. This, Randy Randy was like, I can't win this. Yeah, I, 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 I better lay low. <laughs> 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 yeah. So then, uh, so then Brandy hops in, and I think made a joke about someone getting dunked on. I can't remember. And then Charlotte, it was, a, it was a TKO, and then yeah. Charlotte TKO! like rolled. Yes, then Charlotte like rolled her eyes, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you rolling your eyes at?" Like, I I, I don't know, I don't know. Are, are you trying to defend Randy Orton's right to say the N word? Like, what what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I think she was trying to. I think she was trying to call Brandy lame, but it's like you might want to read what else is attached. You might want to scroll like two, take two more scrolls yeah. and be like, "Oh no, never mind." Yeah, uh, yes. yeah that's a bad look. And um, then so, people started linking uh, Charlotte's issues with the cops and you know yeah. whatever, yeah, you because, know racial yeah. stuff she had going yeah. on with the police. Didn't um, didn't, uh, didn't her ex wife say that like 
um, and one of those when she was he was suing her about those claims in the books. One one of the things that he was trying to say is like she's also a racist or she did something racist. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, I don't know what the, the specifics of it, of it was or whatever else, but like it's like yeah, man, it's a bad luck that you be like regardless of whether or not that part is true or not, and we'll you know maybe we'll get to that some sometime down the line or whatever else, but like. Uh, don't be out here trying to like clown on somebody that's dunking on the racist. I don't think that's a good look for you. You might, yeah. want to, you know, let that let that racist let <laughs> let that racism breathe. <laughs> I was trying to make a line about like I was gonna say let that racism come home, but that made no sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> like let Adonis come home, <laughs> but Yo, but yeah. It, 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 I, I think I don't know if there was one other person that hopped in that, but I'm not sure. I think it kind of just all stopped from there, and it yeah. was like. Yeah, it uh, was like just like it's fun to see the snipe for me. It's fun to see the sniping back and forth, but then it's like you know if you're gonna was. do it, like d- like do it for real. Like don't be coming well, out Tony here. Tony was doing it for up. real. Huh? Tony was doing oh, it for oh, real. Oh, oh, Tony was yeah. doing it for real. And That's like, why everybody I, else. I didn't have it. You know what that everybody was? Everybody yeah. else was fucking fucking dipping their toe in the water right. and seeing what the temperature was. Y'all right, using right. emojis and shit. Right. Not not out here really trying to put some words on it. Well. You know what I think it is? Because, you know, a lot of these people, most of these people are friends and, like, most people aren't taking it as a war because it's not a war for them. It's a war for the fans, even though, like, the fans should take for it as Vince. a war. Yeah, yeah, that too. But, or especially that. But, um, it reminded me of when the the Clippers, like, Blake Griffin and, and Chris Paul, like, they, they basically got the DeAndre. <laughs> <laughs> they said you ain't sliding with no fucking Mavericks. You gonna even stop this nonsense and bring your ass back to the crib? And they were doing all those tweets, like just for it wasn't as long, it wasn't nearly as big of a deal. But like for like an hour or two, that's kind of what it felt like. It's like wow, look at wrestling Twitter. Except we were centering this stuff around, except this turnaround like scandals and racism. But yeah. whatever. It was. Uh, just, I mean, just, from just the, couldn't it, escape. It's just like oh my god, who's gonna clap back next? It was like. Like it was like double dutch. Who's gonna get in? Who's gonna get out? Right. Who's gonna get in? Who's gonna get out? Uh, but right. yeah, it, it was cool. Two hours. It was cool. Two hours. Yeah. Um, but and, it, and that it, was that. I believe that was the same day all the cornet stuff like popped off. So it was like just, we were just overloaded with race. And like I actually <laughs> responded to rants because he went on his show and did like a long segment about like you know cornet and you know and race and wrestling. I'm like, bro. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of this shit, man. Like I'm just like like I'm I'm tired of having to fucking fucking break down like and analyze race and like how bad it is in wrestling and how much people don't get it and it it's just so many lessons that go unlearned. But then it's like, well, who else gonna gonna talk about this shit? Oh, they're gonna be white people. Yeah. Like like they're 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 content to write stuff. They're they're content to write stuff in the wrestling observer like cry racism. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Like, they'll talk about racism, but like when they do, is like maybe you shouldn't. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah, So I guess that's the way to end it. Like Melissa shouldn't be saying that shit. So that's it. The show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using. Listen uh, to this. Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at Pod. 
powerslam.tv the sponsor of this show if you're a fan of internet pro wrestling they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world you can use the code social suplex to get your free must trial don't forget to visit prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex to pick up some official social suplex podcast network merchandise be sure to check out the other shows on the network uh on sundays we have typically this show one nation radio on tuesdays we have keep it a strong style on wednesdays we have the ricky and clive wrestling podcast and on every other wednesday we have uh, oh, sorry. Everyone watch watch we have watch this shit. On Thursdays, we have uh, Get in the Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. See, my problem was that like I still have uh, my my old thing from like NXT then now forever. So I just have uh-huh. to remember it and update it. I was like, oh, well, no, that's not the show. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like uh, that's, that's the end of the show, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so one quick thing. Um, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to add in... Uh, Links in the description of the podcast with links for two Bazooki matches that uh, that me and Richard Washington are gushed over over the, the, the year of knowing her. Uh, just so you can check it out so you can understand what we're really talking about. But yeah, that's the end of the show. So again, later. Peace.